0: All right, we are live. Welcome to the Golden Broom Show. I am the Tiger King, along with my co-host.
1: I am Propellerhead. As you can see, I have a propeller on top of my head. So, enjoy the nickname and own what you got.
0: Speaking of nicknames, where the heck are our name tags at the bottom of our screens? It usually has it just posted there. That's weird. Huh, learn something new every day. Well, anyways, um, outside of technical difficulties, um, we have a fun show lined up for you today. We get to talk about games that Propellerhead did not get to watch over the weekend. We get to uh, talk about the upcoming uh, weekend with some really, really good games. The SEC starts their conference play, some really good matchups in that. And we get to talk about our Golden Broom recipient as well as our Dirty Sock recipient who may surprise you, actually. So without further ado, let's start the show. All right, man. Yeah, this weekend, unfortunately, you did miss some some decent baseball, I'd say. Some embarrassments in the SEC, some uh, interesting results out west. Um, Man, uh was there any that you did get to watch?
1: Uh got to watch I'm gonna tell on myself. I did get to watch through Friday. Okay. Saturday Saturday and Sunday. I didn't I didn't even catch the first pitch of a Vanderbilt game this weekend. Man. It, it I knew just, you were busy, but man. <laughs> uh rough weekend, but we got the we got the job done, and that's what matters.
0: Absolutely, I mean, hey, you picked a you picked a good weekend to miss a game. At least it wasn't like this coming weekend because this um, weekend. <laughs>
1: the, the one thing I did see uh, Vanderbilt pitching put on quite a show through the week. They really I, did. Uh, I've learned not so much so on Sunday. I guess so, but. During the week, they had gotten up to forty-four innings pitched, with fifty-nine strikeouts, and had given up—I believe it was two runs or three runs. I'm not exactly sure. It it, it, was—they didn't give up many runs at all. It was either two or three during that week stretch. And if you include, if you throw in the Sunday game. Which was the no hitter? It jumps up to uh, fifty-three innings pitched, and only I, I believe it was either fifteen or eighteen hits. That's amazing. Through that all of that's that. that, that's incredible weak pitching for them. But that's what they're going to have to have going forward because yeah, their bats, their bats just ain't. <laughs> They're just not putting up many runs.
0: And it's weird to see. I mean, you see them at the bottom of the SEC in pretty much all the offensive categories, and I do not. I don't get it. They've got the talent on the roster. I don't know where that issue is. I mean, you can always blame the hitting coach, but at the end of the day, the hitting coach isn't standing at the point.
1: Uh, I believe what it is is uh, Corbin actually prefers to have a longer stride through the strike zone, Mm -hmm. which gives more ground balls and line drives than it does launch angle. And uh, launch angle is where a lot of people are putting up these mammoth home runs and everything. And the longer stride is where you play a lot of small ball.
0: Yeah. So do you think... I mean, with that being evident, I mean, do you think that hurts Vanderbilt's recruiting at any
1: point in the future? I mean, you lose out on – take a guy like uh, Drew Jones. Sure. You know, if you're preaching longer stride through the zone where he's a launch angle guy,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: chances are if he's going to – if he's flipping the coin between going to college and going pro and – you don't preach the type of swing that he has, it's going to hurt you. Oh, it for has sure. to.
0: For sure. I can't even imagine how much money he would have gotten if he would have went to college, though. I mean, I know, yes, he got a huge signing bonus from the uh, pros, but I mean, God, if he went to college, he would be, I mean, not that he needed money anyway, but right. he could have had, you know, a really, I
1: mean, he could have a got some deal. good NIL deal, yeah. deals.
0: I mean, he he would have been the highest paid athlete at Vanderbilt in general, no matter what sport it is.
1: I believe that without a doubt.
0: I mean, heck, he'd be one of the highest paid in the entire conference, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing what he does in the minors and getting up to the pros. I'm, obviously, I was a huge fan of his dad. I mean, who wasn't back in the right. day? Right. So. I hate that he's not, he didn't go to college, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. I respect
1: that. Uh, another guy that would have been in the same class as Kumar Rocker, I did get to see some highlights of him Sunday morning where he had pitched on Saturday. Ryan Weathers yes, was pitching for the Padres, and apparently they had a 16-year-old phenom catching him. Jeez. And it this kid is legit. I mean, he was freezing the ball. I mean, on contact, it was frozen. Wow! So wow! He he's legit good.
0: Yeah, I expect him to have a pretty big season this year. To be honest, I don't see why not. I just he's another one though that he's definitely one that I really wish could would have went to college. I know he was close to doing it. Man, that would have yep.
2: been. If, been a if, he,
1: if he would have dropped out of the top ten in the draft. Mm-hmm. He was going to go to college.
0: Yep. I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense. It really does. But, yep. man, that kid's got a bright future out of him. I cannot wait to watch him evolve into his craft.
1: It, if he can have the kind of career his dad had, you know, 19 years as a reliever in the major leagues with four World Series rings, I mean. I don't get no better than that. <laughs> That's a charmed life.
0: Absolutely. But, I mean, heck, the way he's pitching, I wouldn't be surprised if he surpassed it. Not saying he'll go 19 years in the pros, but right. I can see some big accomplishments coming up for him. Right. Um, but, yeah, um, so this past weekend, um, a few interesting uh, things happened. Um, Auburn loses their series at home to Southeastern Louisiana, who, if you followed our show so far, you would know that apparently I am a Southeastern homer because I talk about them every show, because they just have the weirdest (laughs) stats, and I love it. My dad and my aunt, they're alumni of the school, so I guess I have a little bit of a tie, and I actually was born in Hammond, which is where Southeastern is, Um, but I personally don't have an actual tie to them, but, I mean, my God, they're still leading the country in hit-by-pitches. I mean, it's just...
1: (laughs) I actually looked at that number today because of another game, and uh, 56... (laughs) HBP's in thirteen games for C Law. I mean, that's just—it's unreal.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just—I really want to reach out to some of the players on their team and just ask, like, what do like, what are their, how bad are they bruised? Because I, I mean, it's gotta hurt eventually.
1: So, <laughs> you you bring up the hit by pitch. Um, is this a good segue into my weird stat of the week? Absolutely. So the weird stat of the week. Today, there was a baseball game. The final score was 34 to 1. Jeez. Uh, William and Mary scored 34 runs on 14 hits. (laughs) Oh, my God and left 13 guys on base. Jeez. They also had 10 base on balls.
2: Okay.
1: And 10 hit by pitch in one game.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, like I mean that
1: I I don't weirdest, know if I've heard of that many in a game. The weirdest yeah, it it was crazy. I looked at the box score. I saw it posted on Twitter, and I'm like, wait a minute. I got to see that box score to see what happened. Sure. Sure enough.
0: Man. Wow. That – my mind is <laughs> That is just
1: – That is, is crazy. Crazy.
0: I mean, it's good. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, 34 runs on 14 hits. It's just – that's – how do you do that?
0: So I'm saying like, and, you know, a crazy uh, thing too is like going into this week, South Carolina, they lead the SEC in hit by pitches. They had 50 going into this week. And then LSU is second with 40. But LSU, actually, their hit by pitch numbers didn't start rising until like the last three weeks. And, I mean, I want to say probably the last two weeks they've had had to be hit at least 20, 25 times. Pretty, I mean – Crowd on the plate, and I mean, and heck tonight Trey Morgan got hit, and I mean he even tried to move out of the way and it still didn't. So I mean And just,
1: and here's here's another number from that game. 31 RBIs.
2: My God. <laughs>
1: wow. And only four errors.
0: That that's just <laughs> embarrassing right there. Let's see here. Well, I guess I'm, I'm pausing because I'm I'm reading a quick note that was sent to me. Um,
2: So, oh,
0: all right. Well, sorry, I'm literally just like, I had the longest message sent to me about (laughs) the LSU all right, so LSU is playing New Orleans right now. They're up 3-0, and Tommy White hit another home run, and kids been on fire. Um, but now I'm kind of going through the scores as well, and I just realized this. I don't know how I overlooked it, but Texas State is currently beating TCU in the eighth inning, 8-2. Eight oh,
1: that's, that's interesting.
0: It is, and – I, you know, with TCU, I mean, to start out with the greatest start to a season you could ask for, only to just simply just let the world down after that. And I don't get it. I really don't. And I know we addressed on the last show, it's like they pretty much played their Omaha in week one, and then now the rest is whatever. But I know it's midweek, but man, that's just, that's just embarrassing. I mean, it's not as embarrassing as being Dallas Baptist losing against Oklahoma State 20-4 to right now, but still very bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, One thing I did see is Alabama. Uh, We've touched on them a little bit. Were they as good as what their record was? Uh, I think they played well so far this year, but – it's interesting that Columbia comes in there, takes two out of three, and they drop them completely. Most of the rankings have dropped them completely out. D1 still has them on.
0: Which shocks me. That really does shock
1: But I did see a projection from 11.7 where they're not even in the field of 64
0: yeah you know and that I mean it makes perfect sense it's kind of like we've said previously you know Alabama always has these really good starts and everybody's like wow Alabama's just really good this year and then when conference play starts they usually just they just drop off and you forget all about them Mm -hmm. and I think I think this year don't get me wrong I think they are going to be good I I think they are going to do better than expected in the SEC I think I want to say I think they can hit that 15-win threshold. But at the end of the day, that's what that's what this weekend's for. Give us a better idea. Right. Because they start with the Florida Gators, which right now, that that's not the team I'd want to play if I was just coming off of an embarrassing show against Columbia. I mean, That'll- as much as I hate Florida, I that is one team I will strip saying. I absolutely hate Florida. Always have, always will. I hate them more than Alabama. I hate them more than a and Ole Miss, all of them. So, Florida right now, their offense is amazing. I mean, they're leading the SEC in pretty much every statistical category. They have 45 home runs – or was it 54 home runs on the year? It's 45 or 51 – or 54 um, all over the place in my brain. But, I mean, they're doing everything, right? Now, they're pitching eh, – a little questionable. Um, but – I don't know if Alabama's got the pitching to be able to stop him. I just, I, I actually, I see Florida just straight up just running through it this weekend. I think Alabama can probably still win, but I think Florida straight up just manhandles them.
1: Right. Uh, what do you think about throwing a word out to our sponsors and then teasing some awards?
0: Absolutely. Let's see here. You know what? I think it's time to get ready for the Golden Broom. And what better way to do it than to hear from our partners at SeatGeek.
3: All right, so I'm a baseball guy, and my goal is to actually see a game in every Major League Baseball stadium. Now, I'm more than a third of the way there, and I never buy from the team's websites. SeatGeek is my first stop whenever I'm heading to a new city for a ball game. Now, obviously they've got some other sports as well as concert tickets, Broadway, comedy. I mean, you name it. And now for VSN listeners, they're actually offering you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. So just use the code VSN. That stands for variety sports network. So that's VSN to save 20 bucks. So put that to use for some food or for some drinks at whatever event
2: you are wanting to attend. Again, that code is VSN to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase.
0: There you go. All right. I do like Seat Geek. I think that it's a, I mean, God, twenty dollars off. I mean, I don't get it better than that.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good deal.
0: <laughs> Let's see. So.
1: So we are I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and give a full disclosure on this Golden Broom award. <laughs> okay. I personally did not vote this week because I did not see the full weekend of games. I felt it was best to leave it up to the people that actually got to see the games rather than me. So I actually don't know who won this award yet. So you're, uh, you're, you're surprising me. But let me introduce somebody. We have a, uh, a new person joining our show. His name is George. He's a huge Arkansas fan. He loves college baseball. And welcome to the show, George.
3: Hey, guys. How
1: are y'all?
0: What's up, man? We're good. How are you doing
3: tonight? Doing real fine. Real good. a just got back from Arkansas. Actually, I live in Missouri. so Okay. I made the trip and jumped on as soon as I got home. Nice, like nice. Baseball. nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. And you're, I mean, you're I'm, just... I'm sorry that you're Arkansas fan. Though. That's, that's a <laughs> hey. shame. I'm sorry you're an LSU fan, so it's all gay. It's all good.
1: <laughs> and, you're, and you're just in time to uh, see the presentation of this week's Golden Broom Award. And right. I'll let Cody take that away.
0: Absolutely. So this week's Golden Broom Award is going out to the Pac-12. And it's a team that's currently running a nine-game winning streak. And this past week, they defeated the, the likes of Grand Canyon in California. They defeated Grand Canyon on Tuesday of last week, twelve to ten, and then they sweep California, winning thirteen to seven to five and ten to five. And this week's Golden Broom winner will be the Arizona Wildcats, who is my new coach's former school, Jay Johnson. And Arizona is a team—I swear to you—they are always good. Like every year, they're just always consistent. They're ready to play. And it seems like since Johnson left, they've stayed really consistent, and here they are at twelve and three. And they got Cal State Fullerton tomorrow, but then this weekend, though, they they got to go to UCLA. That's not an easy task.
1: Mm -hmm. UCLA's got some legit pitching. (laughs) I I can assure you that. (laughs) And Eric Carroll's son can swing a mean stick. Sure. I I watched him put one on the roof of. memorial gym and if if you know anything about hawkins field we got the green monster Mm -hmm. and then there's a lower part of the memorial gym that a lot of balls get hit on this thing went past that and up on the upper roof (laughs) jeez i think the last person
2: that was
0: let's see who's the last person doing that was probably what xander will a few years ago
1: i think uh Gonzalez got it a couple times.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I know they Will, had,
1: God, he was a beast. <laughs> Gonzalez didn't play enough to be consistent at doing it, though.
0: Sure. All right. Let's see here. But, yeah, Arizona, though, they – um man, they are, they're really – they're just – they're playing some good ball. I mean, you know, they started out the season good by getting a win over Tennessee, and that was – very good start for them. And they've just, I mean, they just kept it going and hadn't stopped.
1: Yeah. That was, that Arizona was very surprising. You, you just highlighted it. I was fixing yep. to say that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to do the uh, dirty sock now or wait a couple minutes?
0: You know what? I say, let's go ahead and do the dirty sock. And, um, I think it's obvious who's presenting it. I'm gonna let you present it because you picked it out. So. so,
1: even even though I didn't watch baseball this weekend, uh, I do check scores and follow up on teams. This team started the year at eight and zero, was mm-hmm. one of the last few teams unbeaten. Mm-hmm. They are currently sitting at nine and seven.
2: Hmm. Oof.
1: This past week, they went 0 four, and got outscored 46 to eight in those four games. Mm. And we are giving the dirty sock award this week to Moorhead State. Mm. The Eagles have just <laughs> fallen flat after that great start they had.
0: Wow, that's
2: embarrassing. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. I mean. Whew i mean i can't think of a team that deserves it more on that well maybe northwestern but (laughs) that's a whole different story
1: (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna have to come up with something different for northwestern that's just
0: (laughs) we're just gonna call it the wildcat award i think (laughs) right (laughs) so them they're the worst this year sucks
1: so and we'll we'll explain these awards real quick uh the golden broom we go from monday through sunday Mm-hmm. A team that goes undefeated, only one team gets the broom. We'll take nom- we'll do the nominees and we'll discuss each nominee and then we'll vote on it as as admins in the college baseball smack mm-hmm. and one team will get that award. And with the dirty sock, we look for a team that just goes out and lays an egg for a weekend. Uh, they don't perform. They don't play well. We uh, we like to give them a dirty, stinky, smelly, nasty, filthy sock <laughs> because that's all you get for your that's all you get for your effort is something dirty, stinky, and sweaty. Yeah. So uh, if you're if that's the first time you're watching us and uh, wanted to know how we uh, come up with those awards, that's the process. <laughs>
0: It's definitely a fun process. I mean, my goodness, we've been doing the Golden Sock Award for probably what, seven years now?
1: Golden Sock. I mean, Golden Broom. Yeah, Golden Broom, we started that about seven years (laughs) ago.
0: Yeah, and then the Dirty Sock, I wanna say you started probably about what, four or five years ago with that picture of just that sock.
1: Just a picture of a sock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I love it though, I love it. Um, So I'm not sure if you've looked yet, but have you actually had a chance to check out the, uh, the current RPI?
1: I don't know if it was RPI that I saw or the strength of schedule, but the one, the one I saw uh, Vanderbilt was 40th and they were the only SEC team that was in the top 100. Now, wow. I, I believe it was strength of schedule.
0: I gotcha. So well, I'm looking at the RPI right now and Vanderbilt is actually number 44 in the RPI. Yeah. Um, Tennessee is 55. Um, I will give you three guesses. Who do you think is the number one team in the RPI right now?
1: Number one in the RPI right now.
0: I will say this. They had a really good win last week. Mm. Mm. And it has to do with our show.
1: Is it going to be florida gulf coast Mm -hmm. troy i I have no idea
0: boston college
1: oh wow Uh,
0: oh wow here's even funnier one number two columbia okay they are four and six on the year and they are the number two rpi team because of their series win around them wow that is the that's, weirdest thing I've ever seen.
3: That is – that's
0: strange. And then, let's see, the first SEC team is number seven in South Carolina. And then you got Ole Miss at 13, Arkansas 14, LSU 15. Kentucky is 18. Hmm. That's weird. That is just weird.
3: For Kentucky to have a baseball team is just weird. Absolutely.
1: To to be fair, Kentucky's always in Hoover. They've since we started the since we started our Facebook group. I don't think Kentucky has not been in Hoover. Yeah, yeah. And and our group and our group's been going since what 2011. Mm -hmm. So I
0: can't believe it's been around that long. That's crazy.
1: Just a just a dream of two old. Northern boys that love college <laughs> baseball and had no word to talk about it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Ended up paying off. We've had some fun members over the years for sure. And uh, just that one member, how? just wish he would come back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I randomly saw him post something the other day about Alabama losing to Columbia.
0: He can't say <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <If> <laughs> there's someone that can't talk. It's him. Man. Let's see. I'm going to go ahead for giggles. I'm going to go down and see. So, wow. You know who is winless on the season right now? New Mexico State.
1: Northwestern.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, definitely Northwestern. But New Mexico State is 0-12. That's and they, crazy considering just like recently they were leading lead in the country in like every offensive category.
1: Yeah, they had that home run hitter. Yeah. Uh yeah. His name was Gonzalez, too. Yes, I think.
0: it sure was. I mean, that just—that's crazy. Um, Northwestern is actually not the worst RPI team in the country. They're at two eighty-eight out of three hundred and five.
1: How are they not the worst?
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, Saint Peter, ah, Saint Peter, Saint Saint Peters is zero and fourteen, and then. You have Cal State Bakersfield, who is ranked worse than them, but they are seven and eight. That's weird to me. I don't understand the RPI at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't.
3: Nobody does.
0: Yeah, I don't think we ever will. No. Um, that it, being it, said, though.
1: The RPI can't be as bad as the net in basketball, though. Uh, oh, don't even get me started. <laughs>
0: it
1: can't be. No.
0: That being said, Northwestern will get their first victory this weekend. Hmm. They play Butler, and Butler is not good, unfortunately. Defensively, they're just not there. They're pitching. They have one good pitcher, and the rest of them, they'll leave you a fastball over the plate every pitch. So, I think that I think Northwestern can actually, if they don't win the series, they can at least win. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see here. Um. So, this weekend, obviously, anyone that watched our show that's a fan of the SEC, they know that this weekend it starts conference play for the conference. And mm-hmm. a lot of good games going on. Um, I think the uh, – the, honestly, on paper, I think that really old Miss Vanderbilt is the highlight of the week. Alabama-Florida could be decent. I really think that um, – I think Auburn-Arkansas is actually going to be a really, really fun series to watch. I don't think Auburn has any chance in that series after what we saw last weekend from. But I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, Tennessee and Missouri catches my eye just because of what Missouri's done so far this year, mm-hmm. where in the big games they have shown up. And with it being at home, you know, telling what, what could happen in that series.
1: And some of the stuff that went on last year between those two. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Those two want to rip each other's heads off. (laughs) Well, mainly Missouri, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you you think Georgia can slow down Gavin Cassis at South Carolina?
0: Yes, absolutely. I really do. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in that series, but one thing that I have just noticed so far is that Georgia, no one's talking about but yet they're actually making some noise. They really are. They've actually – I mean, they've so far they've looked really good this year. They're thirteen and four, and they um, let's see. They recently they had some good wins. I mean, they took two or three from Georgia Tech. They uh, they swept the midweek last week against Georgia Southern, which I actually thought Georgia Southern was untaken. That school was so hyped up for that that two game series. I I mean, was, on Twitter they were going crazy, and um, they took two or three from Charleston Southern, and then they ended. The, uh, the best current winning streak in the country until tonight, Wofford, who was 14 and one, and they beat him 10 to eight tonight. And I'm not going to say that means they're going to win the series this weekend or anything like that, but South Carolina has not really, I mean, they haven't played anybody really. I mean, yeah. let's see, um, UMass uh, Lowell, they played um, Penn, they played. Clemson was their best series, but Clemson hasn't done really anything this year. Um yeah. Thune, Cookman, I mean it's just really not much there to really be able to gauge just how good they are. Now I'm not gonna diss South Carolina at all because I do respect their program. I know they're definitely up and coming and the last few years has definitely been a rebuild for them. And I think they have the talent to do something this year, but I'm just I'm not so sure that Georgia's not gonna just go in there and take that series.
1: And, yeah. and, and the reason I bring up Gavin Cassis, uh, obviously a tie-in. He played at Vanderbilt last year, mm-hmm. uh, did some DH, started a uh, few games at first base, showed pop, uh, could hit. It was a, he was a solid defensive first baseman that could swing a bat. Yeah. And he suffered a season-ending injury to his knee. He ended up transferring to South Carolina. He's currently, as of today, tied for third in the NCAA in home runs. He hit his ninth today, and he's wow. just not—he's just not hitting little dinkers over the fence. He's actually crushing the ball when he hits it. Right.
3: So, yeah, South Carolina to me is kind of in the same ballpark as Alabama. They haven't played squat, um, and. We all saw what happened to Alabama against Columbia, and I would argue that if you switch teams, if South Carolina was in the same position had to play had to play Columbia instead of Alabama, I think the same thing would happen. Just because they haven't played anybody, and I haven't really seen any kind of spark from them. So sure. uh, Georgia looks good. Georgia looks very good. Um, and I think I think their Georgia's offense is going to give South Carolina a
1: really hard time. Yeah, Connor Tate's actually playing really good baseball right now too. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess we can talk about um, the series down in College Station while we're at it. Um, yeah. What do you think uh, between LSU and Texas
3: A&M? What do you guys think is going to happen there? Same man playing some good baseball, but so is LSU. <laughs> that's really gonna be awesome. hard. That's that's that to me. If if I had to pick a series, I was like, man, that's 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 gonna be a good baseball game series. That's that's definitely one to keep an eye on because I, I don't know. A and M is playing some very good baseball, and LSU is gonna have to bring it. They're gonna for have sure to bring their best.
0: Well, the one thing I can say for LSU is um, in let's see, one, two, three, like five of their last six games, mm-hmm. or no, six of their last seven have ended in a mercy rule. Mm-hmm. And tonight, both teams agreed not to do the mercy rule. But if it was in effect, the game would be over right now in the seventh inning mm-hmm. because LSU's up ten nothing. They're mm-hmm. two hitting UNO right now. um With LSU, though. They finally have their weekend rotation figured out. They're yeah. going to do uh, Paul Skeen's on Fridays. They're going to do typhoid Saturdays, and then they're going to um, they're gonna end it with um, oh brain fart. Why am I brain fart? Oh, uh, Thatcher Hurd, sorry, on Sundays. And Hurd started out slow, and I don't know what was going on. I don't know if he was just getting the hang of it or what was going on, but last week he pitched twice. He threw 13 innings, didn't allow any runs, had like 18 strikeouts. I mean, he looked, he looked like the guy. And yeah. I'm really excited to see what's going to go on with uh, just the pitching itself. But I mean, you got Dylan Cruz, though. I mean, the kid is. I mean, he's he's definitely solidified himself as an opening pick. He's hitting 519 on the season right now. He's two for three tonight. I mean, he he just doesn't stop. Yeah. And if he goes in and has a big weekend at Texas A&M, I'm gonna love it. I, I really am. I obviously, from a bias standpoint. But then it doesn't help when he's batting three and then you have Tommy White batting at four. I mean, that's just – it's not fair. And that's, yeah, that's it, why I like it.
3: <laughs> LSU, I'm, of course, you know, I'm an Arkansas fan, but uh, LSU, I will give them credit. They look like a totally different team than last year. Last year, mm-hmm. you guys were so inconsistent and it made no sense. Absolutely. And, and this year, it's like you're blowing everybody out of the water. And it don't matter who steps up, who steps up to the plate. It doesn't matter if they're batting near 400. I mean, you guys are just punching them out. Yeah. Uh, and then blowing them out of the water on the offensive side. So, I it, it's going to be tough. If, uh, if A&M comes out and lays an egg, LSU may blow them right out of the water.
2: I sure uh, hope so.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, do, do you want my take on that series?
0: Absolutely. And I think I know where you're leading to. <laughs> I
1: like it. And you notice Absolutely. the color of that broom. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I like it. My question is, Chris, what do you think Vanderbilt is going to do to Ole Miss this weekend? Yeah. Can the bats get hot?
1: If our yeah. pitchers if our pitchers flinch, we're in trouble. Yeah. Because they they can rake, they can put runs on the board. Yeah. And that's something that Vanderbilt struggles to do. They, they're just not hitting the ball, not not scoring very many runs. Uh, obviously, today they put up ten on the board. They put scored four in the first. Yep. They did score nine, or no, scored six on Sunday. Yeah. But our pitchers flinched, and they got beat nine to six. So I mean, if, if our pitchers don't perform like they did last yeah. week. I think it could be a long weekend.
3: I know that this is not the weekend rotation, but uh, if you haven't checked the score, Jacksonville State is currently beating Ole Miss 10-5 in the top of the eighth.
2: Nice. <laughs> I, I, I love think. it. <laughs> so, Let's go Gamecocks. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, a, a
3: midweek loss would be horrible for uh, the Rebels. but And then, you know, you got to then put together and put yourself a – Uh, get ready for a really good Vanderbilt team, Uh, I mean, who knows? They may come out flat on – are they playing Thursday or Friday? (coughs) I think
1: it's Friday is when they play, right? Yeah, I believe so. I know we play Friday. Yeah. so Uh, We kick off on Thursday.
3: On Thursday. Okay. So, yeah, they they may come out flat on Thursday – after this not hitting the ball good because they've got seven hits total <laughs> jacksonville states out hitting them which is just hilarious to me um absolutely but uh i mean that's uh my, my wife is scowling me really hard she's a major Ole miss fan <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean that i, I just think that's interesting they got to get ready in a couple days and play a really good vanderbilt team and I mean, they're, they're dangerously close to losing this ball game. So,
1: so, so one thing I can say is part of the reason our bats have not done much this year Mm -hmm. is because of the level of competition we played. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, When you've played this, we're literally playing somebody ranked every week, (laughs) but you know, you got to go out and perform. You got to hit the ball. You got to put runs on the board. Uh, they've struggled to do that, but when it comes to stepping into SEC play, I don't think it's going to be the step up in pitching is not going to be that much of a shock mm. because we've seen that pitching already this year. Yeah, that's a good sure, point. Mm-hmm. and I don't think Ole Miss has.
0: They really haven't. I mean, the best they've seen this year is what Maryland.
1: Yeah, and, and Vanderbilt they they took care of Maryland, you know, for the most part with ease. Vanderbilt beat Maryland. Uh, Maryland's been a huge disappointment so far this year. So yes, yeah, uh,
3: I mean Vanderbilt
0: has definitely has an advantage because I mean they saw UCLA this year, and mm. you couldn't ask for a better pitching staff to see in your non-conference schedule than UCLA, and I mean that they handled that really well. I mean. Obviously, they had their struggles, but overall, though, I mean, obviously, they win the series. I mean, that
3: there's yeah. no better than that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't can't go wrong winning the series. Let's see that here.
1: So, here's kind of a afterthought series: Mississippi State and Kentucky. Mm. The team, <sighs> the two teams that have rebuilt using the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Yes. <coughs> which one did it better
0: i think kentucky
3: yeah i was gonna say kentucky because i mean mississippi state's 11 and 5 and i'm trying to remember what their five losses are but they weren't to powerhouse teams right <laughs> so uh i would say kentucky is is definitely on the on the better end of the transfer portal for sure they, they got some stout dudes on that team
0: i think kentucky actually has the most approval of all the teams in the sec this weekend Mm-hmm. You know, they're picked to finish dead last. They're, they've are they been disrespected by many people, which, I mean, yeah. I don't necessarily say it's disrespect because, you know, maybe that, you know, it's, I mean, when you look at the conference, it's so stacked. I mean, someone has to be last, and that's who was picked. So, I think that – I actually think – who am I kidding? I'm taking uh, Kentucky to beat Mississippi State in the series this week. I think they're going to take two or three, and I think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be close. I think in their two wins, I think they're going to absolutely destroy them. Yeah,
1: and we we actually have breaking news.
0: Oh, we do I like some breaking news.
1: Breaking news: Kentucky is now fifteen and two, and has won eleven straight games, yep. and they have been awarded a heat streak award.
0: No, uh, no. No.
1: (laughs) A heat heat streak goes to any team that can win 10 straight games, and all it does is uh, give them some attention to say, hey, this team has gotten hot. They're streaking right now. You might want to keep your eye on them. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there's
0: another team in the SEC that's currently on a streak like that, and I'm not going to mention them because I refuse to make a graphic for them going into this weekend, maybe after this weekend, but not this weekend. So, yeah, <laughs> and, and
1: we've, we've developed a thing here with the mm. golden broom in years past. Every year, no matter who we've given it to, has come out the very next week after winning a broom and lost their series.
0: Mm. It's worse than the Madden curse. It, I mean, it's it straight up
3: <laughs> that but bad. This, huh?
1: But this year, that hasn't happened with the golden broom, it's transferred every team that's been given a heat streak has turned around and lost that following week. Absolutely. So
0: I'm, I'm ready to give Tennessee their heat streak.
1: <laughs> they haven't won t- they haven't won ten in a row.
0: They I'm hoping they do though by the time they have to go to so back he, he, he's saying <laughs> that, so they can lose again. <laughs> that night before I'm ready just to
3: release it. <laughs> yeah but they,
1: they got they got tonight and said we don't want none of that heat streak stuff. Exactly. They lost to Boston College.
3: <laughs> oh you can't stand Tennessee either?
1: No.
0: I can't. No. It's it's a it's a Randy thing for me. I don't actually really hate Tennessee. I just like mm. to give Randy hell. Mm. <laughs> Makes it fun. Yeah, but yeah.
3: B- B- yeah. Is, is not. I'm not a big fan of him. So
0: I really wanted him at LSU. I'm not even gonna lie. I I really thought it was gonna happen. I, I was mean, very excited. But
3: hey, if you you'd be happy with a coach that gets suspended every other game, then that's that's cool. Yeah. I, I'll
0: take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like this is I so it's a really you, good comparison. But, oh, go ahead.
1: Do you remember that coaching search, though? Yes. Oh, my God. that was LSU, LSU was going to Omaha. Yeah. And they were – they'd show up as soon as Vanderbilt got done playing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: making it look like they were talking to Corbin. hmm And that's what all the stories were that, oh, they're talking to Corbin. Yes, they did meet with Tim Corbin in an advisory role yes (laughs) that's all it was all it was they met with corbin at the stadium and then turned around and went to omaha steakhouse and ate steak with jay johnson
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and honestly from from what i've gathered i really think that i think jay was the top guy the entire time i think that i
2: believe he was
0: I think they wanted Vitello, but I think it was just one of those things where I think Jay they saw what Jay Johnson did at Arizona, and they're like, "Hey, we want it in the Bayou," and he's not disappointing me so far. I mean, last season, a lot of people got very, very angry towards the way the defense played, but offensively, you couldn't ask for a better turnaround.
3: No, I I, I agree with that. I there was just a lot of questions of, I I know listening to Arkansas baseball games, they were like what is his strategy on, on pitching? He puts a pitcher in for one pitch and then takes him out and then throw you know, so it was just – it was kind of funny how that, that played out. But yeah, Oh, yeah. he's a And he good. still
2: does it.
0: Mm-hmm. But, see, the best thing that he's done since he's come to LSU oh. is hiring Wes Johnson away from the Twins. Get him as our pitching coach has worked wonders. And mm. we're seeing stuff out of some pitchers that struggled last year and they – I mean, they look totally different this season. And uh, so far, and I'm only doing this to rub it in on Chris, Christian Little yeah. has looked phenomenal and perfectly good this year. Yeah. Now, oh, he yeah. hasn't he hasn't faced anybody yet, really.
1: How, how, how's he doing with his homework?
0: I mean, he's still on the <laughs> team, so I guess decent. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out here soon, I guess, when uh, we have a, uh, another ro- – well, we'll see if he travels this weekend. If he travels this weekend, I think we're okay. <laughs>
1: that that's where he ran into trouble at Vanderbilt He's, he didn't take care of his personal stuff uh, yeah. and it kind of got, it got him in the doghouse, and, you know, got him passed in the rotation and it was going to be difficult for him to earn his way back because of some of the things, you know, He, I'm aware of some things that were going on that, you know, I'm not really at Liberty to say, but, there were some people in his ear that probably were not good for him. And that along with the not, not taking care of his classwork, I hope he does well at LSU. I hope we get to see him either in the series or in Hoover. And I just want to rake the coals over him. <laughs> and I, I want to put a, I want to run LSU in that game so bad. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
1: Just because of what happened on Sunday last year,
0: I I want to see him face you guys. I really do. I think that I don't know. Every time a, a, someone transfers from a school, I want to see them face their old school. Like yeah. for instance, tonight, um, a former outfielder from LSU, Mitchell Sanford, who, what came in as a very highly touted freshman, but it just he just got lost in the shuffle. He transfers to UNO, and I get to see him go against him tonight, and it was it was cool. It's cool to see, but I mean he. Didn't really do anything, but it's
2: all good. <laughs> Speaking of that,
1: let's see what so w- what about Arkansas and Auburn? Does Arkansas have enough arms to make it through this series? Great
3: freaking question. <laughs> that's that's going to be the golden question mark. Is do we have enough in the bullpen to overcome early mistakes? with our very shaky weekend rotation (laughs) because it's it seems like we reload every year but the one thing that always is a question mark early is who the heck are we gonna get as a weekend rotation and i'll be honest when brady tiger went down i got scared i thought holy cow we are gonna be in for it because as young and as uh, you know, crazy that kid is and, and holding his stuff or whatever, he's probably the most consistent pitcher we got uh, week in and week out. And when he went down, I thought, dang, now what are you going to do? Because you got Jackson Wiggins, who may be able to throw a ball over the plate once in a while, but he can throw it 105 mile an hour, it seems like. Um, isn't, isn't
1: he out now, though, too?
3: I think so. I think Wiggins is out too. Yeah. So um, I can't remember what our re- weekend rotation is now because they've changed it so many times. I'd have to look it up. But, um, you know, Tiger's still playing that relief spot because um, they don't have they don't have a, a, a branded right hander closer. Um, you know, and they keep putting Tiger out there to close. And Will McIntyre is good. Um, he's he's thrown some really good stuff um well, tiger and,
1: uh, tiger's out now too for a couple more weeks isn't it yeah he is he's out exactly. he's gonna
3: be coming back i'm just glad that he's not out for the season because at first it, it looked, looked like, like, it. like he was done done
1: when he was when he's gripping that hand you, you know what that is and mm-hmm. luckily it was just a strain and not a tear
3: yeah that was that was scary um let me look up their rotation. See if I can get that to pull up here. Um, but Will McIntyre, he'll throw some good pitches. Um, I'm trying to think of the, some of the other ones they changed so qu- quick. I can't remember them. Uh, offense is going to be what's going to keep us in these ball games. I mean, that's it. Gotcha. Uh, Borfin, if he hits and, and is consistent like he has been, that's good. But I, I love our freshmen. We got we got quite a few freshmen that are just cranking the baseball. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting because Auburn right now is tied um, with their weekend game right now. It's in the bottom of the eighth, 11-11. Uh, yeah, they're on
0: like an 11-4 to run right now. It's kind of impressive.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, it, it'll be interesting. It depends on depends on how much in the bullpen we have. Yeah. Um, I know Van Horn's got a plan up his up his sleeve, but we'll, we'll just have to see what it is on this weekend. Because I know the first guy's probably on a short leash. That's usually how he works. So yeah. I see that Vanderbilt
0: they're taking care of business with Belmont. Uh, it's going to the ninth inning. They're up twelve to six. Ricky Bradfield he's uh, he's walked three times tonight, scored twice, and he has uh, two stolen bases. I'm shocked. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vanderbilt actually has seven stolen bases tonight.
1: Wow! Yeah, that's pretty good. That—that's a team that you can run on pretty easily.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Um, man, Riley—he—he um, he didn't, didn't look like he had the hottest outing tonight. He went four innings. Got five hits. Three runs two walks and three strikeouts, which I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not terrible,
1: but. So speaking of Riley. Every year, every summer that he's been at Vanderbilt, he's gone up to the Northwoods league. It's either Northwoods or the other, the, the other one up there. Uh, I know they got two up in the Northeast. And yeah, every a- year, every year they say he's got the highest spin rate in college baseball. And that he's got the spin rate that major league teams want. Mm -hmm. But when he comes back and he's pitching at Vanderbilt, something's just not coming together for him there. He's struggled so bad the last two years, and he's struggling again this year. I'm not sure what's going on there, but That just, that's kind of bothersome that he can have that kind of spin rate and not have any success, you know, like some of these other guys do.
0: You know, I wonder if it might be some animosity like the pitching coach or something. Maybe they just don't see like eye to eye in their Mm -hmm. preparations. Because, you know, when you go to a summer league, I mean, you're pretty much free reign. I mean, coach lays out a game, like a, you know, a plan for you what to do that summer. But at the end of the day, you're kind of calling your stuff.
1: Just an inter- interesting, you know. That's something I've noticed with him. Yeah. So we've covered just about every every series in the mm-hmm. SEC. So you want to do the uh, we we put a post out in our group uh, that. We're going to start doing a little segment here. It's called ask the host. Mm. And in the post, we say, use the hashtag ask or ask Tiger King your question, and we will address it on the air. And tonight we have a couple of questions, uh, both of them from Jody Robinson. Uh, who's actually a former uh, uh, baseball coach in college Knows baseball. more than
0: us about baseball.
1: <laughs> uh, are mid-majors dead with the NIL and transfer portal? Mm. I
0: say no. I say no. And, and initially, I would have said yes. With NIL, maybe. But for the portal-wise, no. And the reason I say that is – All these big teams get all these top recruits. The problem is a lot of these guys get lost in the shuffle and they have to go elsewhere. So then you have, um, you know, you have these mid majors picking up these really talented kids and they're putting together some little mini powerhouses going on. I mean, you look at teams like from the last few years, look at uh, like Southern Miss Um, this year, look at um, Campbell. Yeah. There you go. There's a good one. Campbell, Uh, my favorite team to talk about Southeastern Louisiana. I mean, it's just these guys are – they're picking up – I'm not going to say they're picking up the scraps. I don't like to use that word for these kids because, I mean, they're very talented athletes. But they're getting the guys that, you know, that just didn't pan out at a big school. Now they're looking for a better chance to play, Mm -hmm. and now they're finding it. And so I think the mid-majors will actually thrive with this. And I think that if – I mean, if things keep going the way they're going, eventually – the NIL will probably pick up for baseball players as well because I am i don't know about you guys, but I see ads for all kinds of baseball uh, things online. And a new one I'm seeing is like for these special batting gloves that are supposed to keep your hands warm for like people that play up north. And it's like a college, a guy that's in college, he didn't say his name, but he's he's, he's talking about, he plays for a school and he's batting with these gloves talking about how warm they are. And I'm like, Little advertisements like that. That's that's what I want to keep seeing. I mm-hmm. like that. And I really wish that, like, like when you see like these perfect game tournaments and stuff like that, I really wish that they would, you know, get a few guys from like these smaller programs or even bigger programs and let them kind of be like the spokesperson for it. Just kind of small ways to get it, you know, get the word out there for it. Like for instance, like when you have the Team USA guys, why are the Why are their faces not everywhere in advertisements?
1: Yeah, and and I don't think they're dead simply because you look at Columbia mm-hmm. coming there and taking two from an SEC school. Right. You, you look at a team like Campbell who came into Knoxville last year and gave Tennessee all they could handle. You know, they didn't win, but they gave them all. I mean, they took them to the wire. Yep. Uh, yeah. Another school that's always really good is Mercer. Um, mm-hmm. and Ben Upton coming from there. I just I just don't see that the mid-majors are going to fall off because of NIL and the transfer portal. Will some of them lose some top-flight players? I think certainly they will. But at the same time, only 2% of all college athletes go on to play professionally.
2: That's mm-hmm. football,
1: baseball, basketball. Uh, 2%. So there's, there's plenty of talent to go around Mm -hmm. and you can only stockpile so much. And based on what they've just done with the rosters, giving a a reprieve for one year for 40 man rosters,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, you're still only getting 11.7 scholarships. right. So, somewhere there there's got to be people falling off and going to these mid majors just so they can get some scholarship money. Mm-hmm. So i i'm with I'm with Cody. I think these mid majors are going to thrive because of it.
0: I'm definitely pulling for them. I mean, because without yeah. mid majors, I mean, you ain't really got much in college baseball. I mean, I I like to watch mid majors play personally because. When they play, you know, when they get to play, let's say, against the SEC team or Pac-12 team or whatever, they bring their all, and they don't mm-hmm. stop. And I love it. I I love it when a team comes in and they're ready to fight. And, I mean, over the years, I mean, you see it. Big schools lose midweek games to teams that they shouldn't because those teams, yeah. just, they're ready to bomb. Yeah. And it gets, me, it gets me excited. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and just like Vanderbilt played Loyola Marymount last week their Friday night starter is a legit top five-round draft pick. Yeah. I mean, he's a shutdown pitcher. And if they can steal a win like that and get, get a little confidence going for the weekend, no telling what they could do.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at the state of California, you look at Florida, those states have so many baseball players or just athletes in general. And there's so many schools in those states that they have to go to these smaller schools. And that's why you you see like, you know, two or three guys on a team, they're just way better than everybody else on the roster because they need a place to shine. And so far over the years, it's definitely paid off for them.
1: You get South Florida Florida going into Gainesville and taking a regional or UCF (laughs) going to Tallahassee and taking a midweek game. You know those things are going to happen, and as long as that happens, mid majors are here to stay.
0: Absolutely. Um, I see Jody's next question. I feel like uh, I feel like this one's kind of uh, anchored towards me. Says uh, <coughs> so, so is the treatment of LSU his favorite to win it different than last year's Tennessee team because of their on the field bravado? And I'm going to say yes to that. And I think that LSU is probably looked at differently than Tennessee because. I guess it's not necessarily because we don't do the antics that they did last year. I mean, they were very out there last well, year. Yeah, you,
3: you can say that, yes.
0: They're they're very passionate and I and I, I loved it. I, I love seeing a team out there. I mean, not necessarily for, you know, shooting a bird, but at the end of the year or end of the day. A few years ago LSU had the same situation happen. So I mean, I I can't handle that too much, I guess, because I'd be kind of, you know back talking but um no I think this year's LSU team um the way Jay Johnson he operates he's very professional with it um you know I feel like he treats the college ranks like a professional team and and that's and that's really that speaks kind of just how a lot of the coaches are in the conference I mean you have like Tim Corbin I mean if you look at a team that looks like they're a professional team the way they're, they're like the way they present themselves I mean Vanderbilt same way Arkansas same way Ole Miss, same way I mean I think this year's LSU team is just going to be looked at differently because, I mean, they have a lot of proven talent coming in this year. Um, They had a lot of good proven talent coming back. I mean, it's just there's a lot of pieces there. I mean, the microscope is definitely on them, and it definitely really zooms in this weekend starting SEC play. Because, I mean, the way that LSU has been hyped up by the media and everything coming into this, LSU – needs they need to go 28 and two in conference see what I did there um
1: I saw what you did there
0: yeah um (laughs) do I think LSU's gonna do that probably not I think I think I think it's safe to say LSU prop I think 22 to 25 conference wins is really I think I think that's where I see them probably getting I think that they're gonna I think they're gonna do good this year but I think we're gonna have a few setbacks I would not be surprised if we lost a couple weekend series to be honest um do I think it's gonna happen? No, but it wouldn't surprise me if we did. I mean, you got Ten- We got Tennessee on the schedule. Obviously, we have Arkansas. We have Ole Miss. We have A and M this weekend. We have. I think we have Florida on the schedule. I don't think we have. A- do we have a series with Vanderbilt this year?
1: I don't think we do. I, I thought we come down. I think we come down there and play.
3: Yeah, you know, I don't think we play each other this year. We came. We came to the Bayou last year, so I think you guys come up Fayetteville this yeah. year.
1: Yeah, oh, that'll boy. be. We actually do not go to LSU. I thought, I thought we were coming down there this year.
2: Yeah, it's a shame.
1: And and I get that because in '21 we went down there and swept LSU. Was the first time they'd been swept in Alex Box since South Carolina did it in like 2011.
0: Exactly. Um. So LSU is about to officially beat New Orleans. I'll put us at eleven wins in a row going into AM. Um, but then after AM we have our oh, we have Arkansas actually at home. Woohoo Hot Street.
2: <laughs> no. <Seriously>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and then we, we gotta but, be
1: fair with it. <laughs> I don't
0: know what you're talking about. I have never heard of this hot street you're talking about. Um so then we see our our slate though start is crazy. We have A&M on the road, then we have Arkansas, Tennessee, both at home, then we go on the road to South Carolina, then we have Kentucky at home, we have on the road at Ole Miss, we have Bama at home, we have on the road at Auburn, State at home, on the road, and we close out on the road at Georgia. I mean, that's a lot of –
1: How do you get such an easy schedule?
0: I – that's – I'm kind of – yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird that – Wait. we don't have Florida. That sucks.
1: If that is not – Perfect storm to make a run at the SEC record. I don't know what is that. Based on the talent alone, that's the perfect storm for LSU to make a run at that.
0: I mean, realistically, our of our first fifteen conference games, realistically, we we could go fourteen and one in those. Mm. Now, are we probably, but we realistically could i mean man i did not realize it was that kind of a schedule i mean i knew we had an easy schedule this year because i mean you see our strength of schedule; schedules crap but man and there are midweeks god our midweeks are easy that's a
2: shame
1: so speaking of lsu being treated different i think part of that goes there was a quote that, Tim Corbin gave last year and it was directed specifically at one team. He'll never say that, but (laughs) the quote, the quote that he gave is baseball treats those right who treat the game right. True. Mm -hmm. And you see LSU this year. Yes. They're hitting mammoth home runs. They're getting incredible pitching outings. For, you know, Paul Skeens is lighting it up with the, his strikeout rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not flashy. They go about mm-hmm. their business. They do their thing. Do they flip a bat? Sure. And I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Flip that bat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing the the other stuff. Sure. Touching home plate with one finger, and the flipping people off as you're running the bases, just, they're treating the game with respect, yeah, you know, while having fun doing it, yeah, sure. And, and I think they are looked at differently because they do that, mm-hmm. and people looked at Tennessee unfavorably because they did those flashy things like the home plate with one finger and, you know, the extracurricular stuff. So yeah. uh, are they looked at different? I think they are. Do I think it's fair? Uh, 100%. I think that's fair. Yeah.
3: I, I'm, I'm going to say this. They're not rock rigioing it. If, if y'all get what I'm saying, <laughs> yep. Yep. that guy is another world. Um, but yeah, no, no, they they are they are handling business, um, and and that's that's good
1: to see. I, I like that kind of baseball. People, so I guess people call it boring to play like that. You know, you go out, you take care of your business, flip mm-hmm. your bat, have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to have fun in the dugout, have fun in the dugout. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. In fact, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Tennessee breaks out the lightsaber, and what was it two weeks ago? Dude brings a Darth Vader mask into the dugout, <laughs> and then they started playing the Darth Vader mask with the lightsaber. Yeah, man, I'm here for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the new rule. Keep it in the dugout because I feel like if you do that on the field, you're showing, you're you're disrespecting you know, the other team, right? right? So keep it in the dugout, have fun, do your thing. If you Mm -hmm. want to wear a mink coat that hasn't been washed in six months, throw that stinky thing on. I don't care. You know, Mm -hmm. have fun. But you got to treat the game right at the same time.
0: Absolutely. Um, So I think right now, I mean, obviously our time we're winding down. So I think it's perfect time to, you know, let our uh, last, our other sponsor, lead us into our final segment of our picks for this weekend. So, with that being said, let me go ahead and introduce you to Row One Brand. Let's be honest, you're here because you love sports. We love sports too, and our friends over at Row One Brand love sports as much as we do. Row One Brand sells sports wall art, sports gift watches, and vintage apparel with ornamental designs created from real game ticket stubs and vintage sports memorabilia in their collection. If you want some vintage Golden State Warriors memorabilia, they have that too. It's a sports collector's dream website for anything sports related. Go over to RowanBrand.com to check out their great inventory. And we use the promo code VSP15, you will get 15% off any item on the whole site. That's code VSP15 for 15% off any item on the site. So click on the link below and go check them out. Row Run Brands, America's best vintage sports art, sports gifts. So with Row One Brand, I want to say I actually went on their website recently and uh, because at my house, um, we lived here for about three years now. And one thing I'm lacking is wall art. And when I lived in an apartment, I had all kinds of LSU art and hanging out and it was cool. But I was just like, I don't want to hang that in the house. So I went on their site looking for some vintage stuff, and I found some old vintage LSU, like, ticket stub art. And hmm. I have to say, they have some really good stuff on there. They really do.
1: Um, they, they actually do. I, I, I'm impressed with what they have to offer. Absolutely. Not enough Vanderbilt stuff yet, though.
0: We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, so, the first series we can uh, get to our picks on will be Mississippi State, Kentucky. What y'all got?
3: I'm going to go Kentucky. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Kentucky as well. I am too. So I think they take two out of three. I don't think it'll be a sweep.
0: Okay. That's, that's, yeah. that's where I'm at too. And, and it's amazing because, you know, before the season started – It'd probably been the opposite team we would have picked. We'd have probably mm-hmm. all picked Mississippi State going into the season, mm-hmm. but now it's just like. Mm. Um, second series is South Carolina at Georgia.
1: Uh, I think I'm going to go South Carolina on that one.
3: Are you? Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll take Georgia two out
3: of
0: three. I'm going Georgia myself. I, I got faith in them dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the next one is a uh, it's a big series. Well. Maybe not that big, but
1: it's pretty big. Alabama at mm. I don't, Florida. I don't have a blue broom, but I'm calling a Florida sweep. <laughs> yeah. I, I and, and full disclosure on that, mm. I did pick Alabama and Missouri to be the two teams that don't go to Hoover this year.
3: Sure. Hmm. Well, that would make sense. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I, I I'll say Alabama takes two out of three.
2: Okay. Um, okay. Wow.
3: Series. Yeah. I, I'll I'll say that they they shock and uh, and take two out of three. Are they in Alabama? Or are they in Florida? At Florida.
1: Oh, that's even better.
0: <laughs> I actually. I hope you're right. I mean, I'm i There, I'm there won't the be forest.
1: anybody there to see it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No. Right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take Florida in the series. I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, i will i will take ai think a sweep. I think the bats are going to just be a little bit too much for. Um, our next series, Tennessee at Missouri.
1: I, I'm, I'm gonna go Tennessee in that. Their, okay. their pitching is just so elite. Yep. Uh, I want to say sweep, but you know there is some added motivation for Missouri based on. What went down last year in Knoxville? Uh, I, I think Missouri might be able to squeeze one out of there.
3: Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, two out of three, Tennessee. I, I think the motivation is what's going to keep Missouri from getting swept. Um, but I think Tennessee takes it.
0: I'm taking Missouri.
3: Why not? Mm, why not? I, I, all night. I,
0: I'm doing it in a troll standpoint on this one, but I, re- I really – I want to see Missouri – I want to see them continue to do what they've done all season and prove everybody wrong. I just want to see it continue. And what better way to do it than – I
3: hope see. you're right. I really I do.
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> um, next series, LSU at Texas A&M. I think we've all kind of given our pick on that one. We all unanimously unanimously said LSU in that.
3: Yeah,
0: I see. Uh, Auburn at Arkansas.
3: Uh, I'll I'll go first. I say Arkansas squeaks out two out of three.
0: Okay,
1: it'll be close, but I think I think they pull out two out of three.
0: Okay,
1: I'm going to say Arkansas wins two out of three.
0: Okay, I'm going to say Arkansas takes the sweep because. Mm. Screw (laughs) (laughs)
3: over. There's Um, no reason, just screw them. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) And then the series of the week. This Mm -hmm. is, I feel like we're on college game day right now.
2: Mm -hmm. Series
0: of the week is definitely, actually, you know what? Series of the week is going to be Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. So, Mm -hmm. with that said, he went dark. I did go dark. Um, let's see here all right so who do you guys have in that are
3: they in uh in in uh crap are they in nashville or yes are they
0: they They are they are in nashville
3: so they are on the fake diamond okay um i i i I don't mind vanderbilt but i just think it's so funny that you guys have artificial dirt (laughs) hey (laughs) You know, uh, I man, it's going to be a tough ball game, but I think Vanderbilt pulls out two out of three. But I think one of those two out of three, they blow the doors off Ole Miss. Okay.
0: Well, who you got, Chris?
1: I'm going to go two out of three. I think Carter Holton gets a win okay. on Friday night. I think it almost went on Saturday because that, that seems to be where we're struggling on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Devin Futrell, I'm sure uh, George will m- remember that name. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he uh, shows up on Sunday and does his thing. Uh, if you don't remember Devin Futrell in his first ever SEC start as a true freshman went into Arkansas Mm -hmm. and Arkansas and through a magnificent game Mm -hmm. and and I gut feeling tells me future is going to have a day against Ole Miss
3: should because I don't I don't think there's there's offensive capability against him I don't I just I don't think they have the bats that can rattle them unless he just comes out and doesn't you know Doesn't perform well, but I, I'm with you. I think, uh, I think his pitching is going to really take it.
2: I think
0: this is going to be a small ball weekend. A small ball week for for that series. I think it's going to be small game. I I think that it's going to be a situation. uh, Ole Miss is going to go in there, and I think they're going to. I think they're going to have a. You know, I think they'll probably hit a couple home runs in the series. I'm why not. But I actually think,
1: oh, Mr. Oh, miss, Mr. Yeah. Randy, Randy, you I'm missed it. A, I'm extending an open invitation to uh, one Randy Jowers. Mm. Uh, I would he says, love what to. What are we have talking him? about, boys? Uh, an open invitation to go ahead and jump on here with us, and uh, I want Cody to tell you how he picked the Tennessee. Missouri mm. series. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, if,
1: see, if, see if he takes us up on it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Be nice if he did. He says, Just Give me two minutes and I'll jump in. Oh,
0: man. Hmm.
2: Well,
0: In that case, I can wait two minutes for him, but I will go ahead and give my prediction for Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. And I think that I think Ole Miss is going to come obviously ready to play. But at the end of the day, they're going to Nashville. And I think it's going to be an embarrassment. I think this is finally the weekend because I I have been anti Ole Miss all season. I've said I thought they were highly overrated. I don't see them doing much this year. I mean, do I think they'll make the tournament? Absolutely. But That being said, give me a broom, baby. I'm going Vanderbilt Commodores sweep.
1: Nice. Oh, look at that. (laughs) I
4: I had to do it. I had to do
1: it. He he breaks out the star V instead of the fatty (laughs) V. I
0: had to do it. I had to do it.
1: So when when Randy jumps on here, we'll get him to pick his game, his series too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. and the funny thing is i don't even have any reason behind my missouri pick i really don't i mean there's no reason for it but i just i'm I'm pulling for i'm hard in that one
1: i know i know the reason behind it
0: oh it's 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 all i hate (laughs) you
1: you want to have that two or three game gap when they come down there and invade your house
0: absolutely oh who's this guy
1: yet. It's gray. He's gray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we're
1: almost there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll give him the proper introduction, too. Oh, All right. Yeah. What's
4: this slander I'm hearing? <laughs> mm-hmm. The slander so, has lady. not stopped. <laughs> first so. thing I heard that I got to address, first thing I heard was that, Cody, hey, you buddy. take yourself serious and you pick Missouri? Absolutely. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, don't let them beating Texas and having a good showing fool you. <laughs> Tony V is going home this weekend. He's taking the broom with him. He's not even going to get ejected this weekend because he wants to see the pain for them rejecting him Ooh. all three games.
3: That's a bold <laughs> prediction right there, him not getting ejected. Wow.
4: It's,
2: Man, that's, that's the
3: boldest <laughs> that's one. I
4: like it. I like it. Good. That's the boldest one. What are we talking about, boys? Thanks for having me on. Uh,
0: We're just going over the weekend series coming up, just getting some picks in. And uh, I guess I can uh, get your take on who you got going Taking some of these series, let me get back to my screen.
4: That was you mean on. as the uh, the leader in the admin pick 'ems on <laughs> CB baseball, uh, college baseball, smack? Yeah, the,
1: the I, admin, yeah. admin pick 'ems that one of the admins didn't even get told about.
4: Listen, you were no. in the same group, you just didn't respond.
1: We had you
0: multiple times, I
4: promise.
1: I never even saw it,
0: man. Um. Yes, Randy is in the lead. He's up four to two on us. I'm at like two and four. My picks were trash. I was I had all alone special. on
4: Texas Tech Island.
0: I know, man.
4: That pulled me
0: through. I, I drank the Kool Aid on Iowa. I can't lie, I did.
4: You did. You let um, another admin talk you into that.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent.
1: Was it the all other right. admin, or was it that Iowa actually beat LSU?
0: Oh, it yeah, was he that? did.
4: He wanted yeah. it. He wanted them to make. He wanted to feel better about it. You're right.
0: Hey, ever, Hey, that being said, though, when we lost to Iowa, Riley Cooper was a starter, and then he went in for almost two weeks after that game. And now he is coming out of the bullpen. They, they're not putting him to start for the rest of the year, guaranteed.
4: Well, I was just on a Twitter space with uh, Spitting Seeds, Lounge Dog, all them guys talking about LSU, and uh, the question was brought up by Lounge Dog, is LSU peaking too early? Mm. Cr- Chris, I know Man. you believe in stuff like that. I mean, uh, run rules, 16 nothing. And by the way, if you're like the team they're playing against tonight, UNO, they got to play in Austin tomorrow night and they don't agree to a run rule.
1: Are you crazy? That's what I'm saying. I do. Yeah, why, why would you not agree to it?
4: I'm agreeing. I'm going to let that pride go. I'm going to get down to Austin, Texas. I'm going to get weird over there on 6th Street. I'm going to have a <laughs> lot of fun. Let's get this 10 nothing out of the way. See y'all later. Thanks for the check. I'm
0: out. Right. Yeah. Blake Dean, he's got too much heart. He, he he always wants to fight hard against that issue. Blake he Dean always needs to worry about
4: getting better umpires. That's what he needs to worry about. God, right? <laughs> and that, that dude was a joke. 100%.
0: Um, so, Randy, who you got this weekend in the battle of the ugh, teams, uh, Mississippi State and Kentucky?
4: I got Mississippi State because I just – I think they have just enough offense, and I don't think Kentucky is very good.
0: We will find out on that one because Kentucky – I mean, obviously, I, we, we know they're not going to be the greatest, but
2: –
4: Did yeah. you know, offensively – now, they have some arms, but offensively, the league leader in the SEC is Florida and South Carolina with 45 home runs. Do you all know what Kentucky has? Mm. I mean Nine. Whoop.
1: Nine. We
4: got – I think aren't, Blake Burke they, has that many by himself.
1: Aren't they ahead <laughs> of Vanderbilt, though? No, I, I
4: think Vanderbilt has Ten. <laughs> to be fair, they're in the double digits at least. But uh, hey, I got was,
1: yeah, double
4: digits. And I, you know, I, I this got brought up, and I don't mean to hijack y'all's y'all's deal here, but it got brought up. I was listening to the D one guys talking about home runs. This exact time last year, Tommy Tanks was leading the country in home runs, and he had hit nine through the same stage. There are twelve guys that have ten or more already this year at the same exact time. The That's ball crazy. is juiced.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And Tommy Tanks, he's finally starting to get to where he needs to be. And he's not – he don't look terrible at third base either. I'm kind of – I'm excited to see what he does.
4: We talked about that a little uh, bit too. I'm surprised LSU is second in the country in fielding percentage and Jay Johnson's weakness his whole career has been his defensive (laughs) team. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yep
0: it's nice to see i can't lie it really is it is
4: but now the season really starts right we all say that Absolutely. right now you know, look it's been fun and you know chris brought out the rpi and it's true vanderbilt has the toughest strength to schedule in the sec lsu is like way 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 at the bottom and you're gonna call me out for tennessee having that but now it doesn't matter it all equals out exactly. now, now we all get to get in the same ring together arkansas okay. the same thing right they played some tough games they've had some mm-hmm. they had a they got blown out by TCU, and now TCU can't win. That's an anomaly. Arkansas yeah. is better than TCU nine out right. of ten times.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think about South Carolina at Georgia?
4: Man, that's actually a lot tougher than than I would have thought coming into it. Georgia playing Wofford tonight. We talked about that in the admin chat that Wofford had won 114 straight, and mm-hmm. they gave Georgia all they wanted and left a ton of runs on base. But I'm going to go with Georgia – I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with South Carolina because of the pitching. Georgia's offense is unreal. They got two guys hitting over 520. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you're playing in baseball. But I'm going to go with South Carolina just because I think their pitching is a little stronger. And once you get into SEC play, I don't think you're going to see these 500-foot mammoth shots happening all the time. The arms are just too good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I agree on that. Do you think Alabama can recover from Columbia this weekend?
4: Absolutely not. For one, for one, when I went through my SEC West from the very beginning, I had Alabama finishing dead last in the West. I'm sticking to that. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I don't think they're any good. I think they have some guys that are good. It's the SEC. They got good players, but as a collective unit, the aggregate, I don't think they're very good. And I think, I think, Florida's offense is really good, but I also do have some concerns. Chris and I talked about this before. Florida's bullpen. They're, they, I got some real concerns there. They pitch better, but they really, really, outside of their starting pitching, and I'm sure we're going to talk about Vanderbilt in a second, they've had a little bit of this too. After you get through the first four or five, six innings, what's coming next? And so far for Florida, you do not know.
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the same thing with Vanderbilt. You just don't know what the reliever's going to bring on on any given day.
3: (laughs) Same thing with Arkansas.
1: They, They can throw shutout innings after shutout innings one day and turn around the next day and uh give up run after run
4: but the thing about it with arkansas at least you can say hey we got some arms down right now we know Mm -hmm. we're getting back the best closer in the country and brady Mm Tigert. he's going to come back eventually so in arkansas to be honest i thought when all those arms went out they were going to kind of fall off they haven't Mm -hmm. they've had guys come mcintyre pitched nine innings i mean he's been great. Hagan's obviously great. They got a lot of guys on that roster that are just dogs. And obviously you got Dave Van Horn. He's, you know, the maestro when it comes to getting a pitching staff together. I have no concerns with Arkansas's bullpen long-term.
0: Well, speaking of Arkansas, um, Auburn has decided to just give up on their season, apparently, the last few days. Um, Yeah. I I mean, is there any... Do they even win a game this weekend?
4: You know, I'm going to say no. Arkansas with the sweep. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that one.
0: Um, so, Tennessee, Missouri. Obviously, I took Missouri in that series.
4: Big yeah. brooms, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and I actually took Tennessee to win that series, but I, I think Missouri's just because of the way things went down in Knoxville last year, I think Missouri's yeah. better than what we thought they'd be. I agree. I, I, agree. I think they might steal one. Yeah, it's call order, but I think they can steal one.
4: I think they can too. What I think that if and this is going to sound counterproductive, but if you can get Tennessee, you better get them on Friday night with Chase Dolander because I think after that, once you get into the Chase Burns and the Drew Beam, and then you just start throwing the bullpen at you, it's really hard. Because mm-hmm. you say you get to Drew Beam, then he, okay, well then Xander's going to come in, or Zach Joyce is going to come in, mm-hmm. or Kirby's coming in. If you're gonna get to those guys, it, it sounds crazy because I'm saying Chase Dolander is one of the best pitchers in the country. But to mm-hmm. me, that's where I see it having to happen. If you're Missouri, you've got to come out and get them Friday night.
1: Yeah, sure. can't can't let them get the momentum either. I agree with that. No.
4: And hey, look for Tennessee. Their offense, I think I had a lot of concerns, like everybody else did. But they've made a they've made a couple of small adjustments, and they're seven through nine, and it's really worked so far. But none of that matters anymore when you start SEC play. But if they can get Kavar's tears to stay on the run that he's on, Maui in the leadoff now, this offense is not going to be what it was last year. And my I don't think that's I think that's really silly for any Tennessee fan to expect that to repeat. But they can be a, a team that scores five or six runs a game. And with that staff, that should win you a lot.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what do you what do you see differently in Tennessee now that Maui is actually playing?
4: So defensively, he is. Probably even better than people realize because his hands are probably, they're, they're so good. I mean, outside of Jacob Gonzalez, because he's the best shortstop in the SEC, in yeah. my opinion, Maui's right there with him defensively. What I've seen from Maui, and it's really strange, I think Tony Vitello pressed the right button. Maui was in the five hole, striking out a lot, not making solid contact. Look, the guy was batting like 112. He's like, you know what? We're going to take the guy batting 112 and put him in the leadoff spot. And all he's done since then is kill it. That's all a guy like that needs. We knew he was a dog. In the Big 12, he was hitting 360 on the season. Had hit for power, hit home runs. I thought it was the right move to put him in the leadoff about three games after it happened. So that's why Tony V's making $1.6 and I'm talking to you guys on a uh, Tuesday night.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah, with Maui, too. I, you know, I, I, think, I think him having to sit out and all that drama going on around him, I think that really affected his play early on.
1: And, and I and think now got,
4: that I'm going to stick to, I mean,
0: now that he's there though, I'm, I'm definitely very, very happy to see you know, what he's doing. And I
1: ha- I have to agree with this comment. He's taking that leadoff spot seriously. Uh, sometimes, sometimes just that small little move, you know, we've talked about uh, EBJ. Yes. He's hitting like 200, but he's also taking a lot of pitches and walking a lot and getting on base. Some, so, you know, when you take that leadoff role seriously, like guys like that do, it makes a difference in your game.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I
4: think that if you could take a guy too, and if you think about it with Jared Dickey, who was in the leadoff spot, who's a really good leadoff hitter, mm-hmm. you put him in the five hole. Now all of a sudden he gets you going again. He's your second leadoff guy. He's a veteran hitter. He's he's a three hundred hitter coming off of the bench. No matter what he's doing, hurt yep. last year still hit three hundred. The guy mm-hmm. is just a professional. He's going to take a lot of pitches. Then you got protection. you got Griffin Merritt in the 6 hole, who was the CUSA player of the year last year. I mean, they the names aren't there, the Drew Gilberts, the Jordan Becks, and all that, but if you really pay attention to college baseball, you know Maui Yahuna's name, you know Griffin Merritt's name, you know Blake Burke's name. Yep. You should know Jared Dickey's name because he's just a baseball player. Like, he's not the guy that's going to be, like, flashy and, oh, my God, that's SEC player of the year. But I want a dude. You know what I mean? That's a dude. And yeah, I haven't even dog. mentioned Christian Moore. Simo is an as a second baseman. I mean, he stepped in for one of the second basemen in the in the SEC last year of Joel Ortega. And all he's done is be just as good. Yeah, i to say he's looked fantastic all,
0: all years this year in the show.
4: Hey, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. My one concern defensively for the Vols is the outfield. I mean, I think they've now that you now that you got tears in there, it gives you a little more athleticism, but putting Dickie in the outfield uh you know Kyle Booker was he's a fantastic I love it you know his, his dad's great guy C Book if you're listening I love you but his struggles aren't defensively his struggles are offensively and what I feel worst about for Kyle Booker is now that tears has gotten in that lineup spot for like a third year in a row you got a guy come in and it's just been wrong place wrong time for a guy like mm-hmm. that but you have to be able to be on both sides in this day and age of baseball you got to be able to hit, man, and that especially in the SEC because you're facing the best arms in the country every single mm-hmm. night.
1: Mm-hmm. So here's a, here's an interesting comment. I kind of worry about the balls in the colder weather. Last I heard, it might snow on Friday. There is snow in the forecast in Missouri on Friday, and what we all know is, in cold weather, that ball just does not carry. Mm-hmm. It, is Tennessee able to? string together enough innings of playing small ball to 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 make up for that.
4: Well, I would worry if this was last year's team, I might worry more, but not like it's a good thing. By default, I worry less about this team because they don't their runs don't all come off home runs. There's gotcha. not Drew Gilbert swinging for the ocean every time. They and plus the arms, man. If you're going to give me cold yeah. weather, give me pitching all day long and I think that's where Tennessee has the advantage. Could Missouri take a game? They could. They very well could. They're a lot better than I thought they would be. Absolutely. Um,
0: I was get the Charlie horse in my leg
4: there. Oh, it's, um, hell, it's hell getting old. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs>
0: it's killing me. I feel like oh, I went through I 12 it. rounds with Tyson the other day after just playing with the kids for like 10 minutes in the yard. Um, let's see. Um,
1: I drove a truck for two hours on Friday night. <laughs> and, and I haven't – well, on Saturday night. And I haven't felt the same since. My whole my whole body's just like, leave me alone.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, LSU and A&M, what do you think about that?
4: Uh, so, I actually – I was just talking about this on another podcast. I think that LSU is better than a and I don't think A&M I think they're going to finish, you know, fifth in the West, in my opinion. That's where I haven't predicted – I think this is a trap matchup for LSU. Sure. The reason I say this is because you got Arkansas and Tennessee back-to-back right after mm-hmm. this. So they could be looking past it, and everybody's kind of forgetting about Schloss and AM. I mean, oh, man, they're not that good. They're not that good. The thing about it is they kind of are that good. They, yep, they yeah. know what they're doing down there, and the weather's going to be nasty down there. It's not going to be snowing, but it's supposed to be ugly, cloudy, rainy. And if you – so Chris is what he just asked – was the ball going to fly out? Is it going to fly out when it's just wet and nasty and humid and all that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think AM gets one. I think LSU wins the series. But I would not be surprised if these are really close, ugly games.
0: Yeah. And, and but give me Skeens against are. anybody. Sure. Sure. But <laughs> then again, Skeens, he hasn't really been tested yet. I mean
4: – He has not.
0: And throughout his career, I mean, when he has been tested, he hasn't really done too well. So, I mean –
4: Look, we're gonna learn a lot about him y'all are probably trying to wrap this up you've been on here for a while but i have a question and it's really been my co-host for in off the bench podcast as an lsu fan he was just down there me and him have been having this uh, and we agree we're on the same side and we understand why he's doing it jay johnson's putting trey morgan in the outfield a lot because he doesn't grade out as a first baseman uh in the at the pro level but i gotta ask each of you baseball minds in what world is Trey Morgan doesn't grade out as a first baseman on any level. Major League, AAA, I don't care how does he not grade out when we've seen him be dominant at the first base position for three straight years.
0: I mean, he's one of the most athletic first basemen I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the guy is a freak. And I don't know if maybe it's because he's not like a fat guy, maybe, per se, like a bigger guy that usually sits at first and just does nothing. But the dude is, I mean, he's a wizard out there. And – I understand that there were some injuries at LSU that they had to shuffle it around a little bit. Put Jarrett, Joan, Jarrett Jones at first because he's a catcher or a first baseman just to keep Tommy White in the lineup. I get it, but at the end of the day, though, Morgan needs to be at first base every day.
4: Well, and I think about it like this: I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to put him where they think he could get some notice, and maybe he will get to the next level. If that guy isn't a first baseman at the pro level, then I don't. I don't. I've never watched baseball in my life because. He, we've sure. seen him stretch. We've seen him do the splits, jump for balls. Nothing gets past him. He's a vacuum over there defensively. He's athletic as all get out. And on top of that, no slide on Trey Morgan, but we've seen him play outfield. He does not have a plus arm. He's got an average arm. Hit the cutoff, man. Agreed. If you're going to play left field in the yep. Major League Baseball, you better have a cannon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's going to be one of those situations, too. I, if Trey Morgan is going to be better as an outfielder, let the pro team tell him that.
4: Agreed. But let well, hey, me he find out when he gets there. I just brought this up is is your job as Jay Johnson? Yeah. It is to develop men. I understand all that. Yeah. But your job, what you get paid to do, is win college baseball games. Correct. Same mm-hmm. argument that everybody brought up about Tebow at Florida and Urban Meyer. His job was not to make him an NFL quarterback, his job was to win national championships. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Jay Johnson's job.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Win natties. Mm hmm. Yep. guess what? There is nobody on that roster better at first base than Trey Morgan. Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: And don't get me wrong, though. Cade Beloso is a very good glove at first. The Creole no Bambino. Morgan. I love the guy. <laughs> love the guy. And when Trey came in, I was so anti-Trey taking over that spot. But as I've seen Trey evolve, my God, I wouldn't change it for anything.
4: When Well, not to bring up the fact that Tennessee beat him or whatever and when Paul Maneri retired, but in that series, even in the regular season, Trey Morgan was a freshman that year. My God, he stood out. First of all, he they they talk about his height, but the guy's a monster. Monster. Mm-hmm. He looks like he could be an NFL linebacker tomorrow, too. So maybe Absolutely. if baseball don't work out, go ahead over there. LSU could probably use another stud linebacker.
0: <laughs> yeah, we definitely could, actually. That's our weak spot right now. Um yeah. <laughs> we have no bet. But yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: I actually picked LSU to sweep that series.
4: I I got I got AM stealing one.
0: Okay, so the the series of the week uh, is Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. (laughs) That's a fun series.
4: Man, I've gone back and forth on this one so many times because if you look at it on paper, it's like strength against strength, right? Ole Miss's offense versus Vanderbilt's pitching staff. Um, I think Vanderbilt wins the series, Mm -hmm. but I do think Ole Miss gets a game because I think that at some point Vanderbilt's bullpen is going to give up some runs and Ole Miss has got the offense to score them. But I do think Vanderbilt wins the series, and it looks to me like the last couple games we've seen Vanderbilt be able to scratch across some runs. And I really hate it when I hear people say, well, who are they playing? I don't care. Baseball is baseball, bro. And it's hard to to hit in baseball because those dudes Mm -hmm. that you're playing against Belmont or Lipscomb are throwing at 95-mile-an-hour slider coming across the zone that shit is just as hard to hit as 103 straight down the middle probably mm-hmm. harder
1: and so, and make and make no mistake teams like Lipscomb and Belmont they want to win those games just as yeah. bad because they're looked at as the little brothers in this state for sure and and they want to make a name for themselves Yep.
4: Well, they are the what, little what, brothers for a reason. That's why we, you know, put that 10-0 whooping. Y'all beat them. Would y'all end up winning by 15 to 6 or something?
1: Uh beat them 15 to 6. And what's interesting, we only hit two home runs tonight. So uh, that's gonna
4: be that's gonna be the thing for Vanderbilt, though. They're not gonna I don't think y'all hit y'all didn't hit a ton of home runs last year, did you? Uh oh nope. So I think that for Vanderbilt, if they get back to what they know and the small ball moving runners, they're better at that than anybody in the SEC. Yep. Yeah. So I think and if you, you couple that, but what has to get better, and I think that Chris agrees with this, the bullpen, they got to get a lot better. They got to get yeah. a lot more stable. Because you've seen flashes where they come in and it looks great. They 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 threw a no-hitter. Hats off to them for that. But over the course of what have they played now? 15-16 games. Yeah. We, we've seen that two or three times where the bullpen's been solid. And the rest of the time, even when they haven't given up a ton of runs, it's looked kind of sketchy. sketchy. So yep. I think that for them, but this. A guy like Corbin is not worried about that right now. hes I mean, he doesn't want to see it, but he's not worried about it because he knows he's got another 50 games to get this right. And as long as he's ginning after the SEC tournament, that's really all that matters. And there's nothing that I see right now that says they cannot be one of the best teams in the SEC at the season's end.
1: I think that's a fair statement. Uh, And You did your uh, SEC picks. Yep. I saw them on Twitter. And you you had Vanderbilt in the fourth spot in the East. I did. And I, I'm perfectly fine with fourth. Yeah. If you if you remember the in twenty fourteen when we won the World Series. Fourth. We finished fifteen and fifteen in the SEC. Yeah. Fourth place in the East. And and he had tinkered all year long with rotations, pitchers, you know, moving guys around in the lineup. And and I'm seeing a lot of that this year. I'm not saying we're gonna win a World Series. But no, but you can't long, say not as know. long as that's what he's doing and making moves, I feel okay with where we're at.
4: Yeah, I think you have to be because Corbin is like, uh, and if you guys ever watch Billions, a little Bobby Axel ride. Corbin's playing a long game. He's not shorting the stock here, baby. We're yeah. going long game. Let's stay in and and you know reap the the benefits of a long season. Because look, there might be guys that we haven't even seen yet that Corbs is just waiting until SEC play starts to really get them up and going. I don't think that anybody can tell me that uh, we're going to see a 200 batting average out of your leadoff spot. That's not going to happen. Right. But if he keeps his OBP at 350 to 380, I don't give a shit what his batting average is. I apologize for the language. I know it's a family all show. It's all good. <laughs>
1: and and you got guys like in the 15 inning game the other 17 inning game. Uh We got to see a guy, JD Rogers, pitch that we haven't seen all year long. And Corbin was saying just the day before, we're just trying to find a spot to work him in. He got a spot to work him in, and he's pretty good.
4: (laughs) I I think that is what we get. And the same thing goes with Dave Van Horn, right? But everybody kind of freaked out when they got beat by TCU, and it was ugly. I agree with that. But like, oh, it was. Yeah. Who really cares? I mean, in three weeks, does anybody even going to be thinking about that? Even right now, TCU is like lost another one today. Arkansas yep. won another one today. Does yep. anybody would anybody take Arkansas? I mean, TCU over Arkansas again? I don't no. think so.
3: They meet today. They play today. Yeah. Arkansas destroys them. Man, I agree. It, it, it's just a, it. It was just a one bad off game.
4: And on top of that, that's why I love baseball in a three game series because that yeah. tells me if you if you look if you beat me in a three game series, you're probably the better team. Yep, You beat me in a one game, a one-off, like last year we saw, I think it was Kentucky, they were the first team to beat Tennessee in the SEC for one game. And then Tennessee came out and smoked on the next. It's like they don't – who the one-game thing is crazy. Like I'm not going to read too much into that. Nope. When Tennessee fans were being idiots about them losing to Grand Canyon and Arizona, come on, man. We're talking game one and two of a mm-hmm. 60-something game season. Same mm-hmm. thing I was telling Arkansas fans, Mississippi State fans, Ole Miss fans, Vanderbilt fans. Oh, Chris, that's for you.
1: Where would I rank them? So, I want to go homer and say I'd put him second behind Tennessee. But Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, realistically, I don't think that's accurate. Mm -hmm. Do they have the ability to be number two? Sure. You got Carter Holton. You got Devin Futrell, the two sophomores. They're really, really good. But – you got to take into consideration what LSU is doing with their rotation, what South Carolina is doing with theirs, what Florida is doing with theirs. Yeah. So I would put them in the top five, but not in any particular order. Hmm. Other than Tennessee at the top.
4: I think, I think that's fair. I think that as a, Starting pitching rotation was the question, right? So starting pitching, I think, it's not being biased. I think Tennessee probably three game your weekend rotation, you go Tennessee. And then I won't say LSU second yet. They do have the best, probably the best one in Skeens. But I'm not willing to say that I would take Paul Skeens over a whole season over Chase Dolaner just yet. I need to see mm-hmm. more. For sure. But I think that Vanderbilt is still in the top five when it comes to starting. My problem with Vanderbilt is definitely not the starting rotation. It's that bullpen. Same thing I have yep. with Arkansas. Arkansas's starting pitch in the last couple weeks has been lights out. Mm-hmm. By the end of the season, I expect them to be in the top three to four. If not now, where I think that you have a big problem with Ole Miss – Probably towards the bottom if we're talking about starting pitching rotation. Mississippi State, probably towards the bottom. Georgia, definitely towards the bottom. But when you put those that top group together, you said it, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, LSU, that five, and then I guess you could throw in. No, that's all I would throw in. That five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it I agree. And,
3: and and I'll piggyback on that and say, ask us that same question next week. We'll know. That's, <laughs> <wonderful. Yeah>. that's <laughs> what I'm <laughs> saying, yeah, I think that, that's the good and, thing about this
0: weekend is the and, fact that these games, I think, are going to separate everybody. And, you
1: know, and to the your matchups point are perfect the, for it. The relief pitch, pitching at Vanderbilt, it's a guy like Patrick Riley, who's got the nasty spin rate,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but just doesn't put it together in a game for some reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, some, something's amiss there. Uh, and it's guys like that that you need to start getting consistency out of.
4: Yep, any given day. It can be anybody's ballgame. Well, you know, consistency, we're asking for that out of uh, 18 to 20-year-old kids. I mean, that's just nature of the beast, right? We don't get to see it in college baseball where we have, uh, you know, like Tennessee basketball has a 37-year-old starting small forward. I mean, you just don't get to see that in baseball that often. Paul Skeens looks like a 37-year-old, you know, starting. He could be WBC America starting pitcher tomorrow. Kind of sad he's not because their starting rotation is probably average age of forty nine.
1: Mm.
0: Yep. Yeah, I see the weird thing too, like with LSU starting rotation, nobody can really say anything about him yet because this past weekend was the first we've seen the actual rotation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yes, they passed the test, but they didn't play anybody. And this weekend, even if they do great, still doesn't tell us a lot because I mean AM's at the bottom of the SEC in pretty much every offensive category. So I mean it's I wave my
2: hand. (laughs) We're I'm about to
0: say they're yeah, they're right on top of you guys, but barely. Um, you know, give us a few weeks and I think we'll we'll definitely learn a lot. But I think this weekend really separates a lot of teams. Um the matchups are just perfect for establishing who really is the top half of the conference.
1: Now now to be fair, some of our some of our offensive production is due to who we've played and the level of competition we've played compared to the level of competition. Texas a and has played I sure. think there's a little bit of difference there and I think it's uh, perfectly understandable that we're based on the competition that we're down there that low so I, mean, I saw somebody thing, in the
4: comments yeah. talk about let's talk about uh, Gators bullpen has been kind of slack do we know who these are can anybody see that I'm, sometimes
3: uh, you can sometimes you sometimes can, you can. yeah yeah this is user all yeah, just
4: as user, but though it said let's talk about Arkansas and LSU lineups. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, both of them are really, really good, right? I don't think that yep. you can say a word bad about LSU's lineup offensively, it's been as good as you could possibly be. No. Arkansas uh, take away a cup a game, and they've been as good as you possibly could be. Yep. I mean, if you're looking at just their stats, I mean nobody's been as good as Florida as far as batting average, and that's kind of crazy to think because you got LSU up there. But LSU's actually fourth in batting average in the SEC right now. Um, In home runs, I think that Florida and South Carolina, they're number one and number two. LSU's fourth in that too. Nobody would – if you're just looking at eye test. nobody would have said that because LSU just making it look a little cooler, man. I don't know what it is. They're hitting them like 500 feet. Where is now? We know, no offense, Chris, but we are uh, Vanderbilt. They're at the bottom of this lineup here. They're yeah. at the bottom here. Yeah. Well, every single team minus two is hitting over 300 as a team so far mm-hmm. through 16 or 17. The only ones that are not are Chris Rage's hand, Vanderbilt, and AM. And AM tonight, what they hit four, four runs tonight? Ooh. Slugging percentage. Alabama, that's fools gold. If you're an Alabama fan, you're listening, your team is not very good, do not get excited. You right. already have football. You already have basketball. You're not gonna take baseball because you're not that good. <laughs> Stay All out right. of
2: baseball.
0: Right. Stay out of baseball, boys. Hey, speaking of basketball, who y'all who who's y'all's picking in your bracket for the championship? Who who y'all got winning it on?
2: Uh
3: <laughs> I'm Mr. Conservative and I'm probably gonna kick myself for this, but I got Kansas pulling the repeat. Okay. Ooh. That's going to be Man. tough, but that's what I got.
4: You know, I so I do this uh thing every year when I do it, and it's normally not right. I look at it and I say, who has the absolute best player and has some guys around him that can hit threes? And in my opinion, that is Alabama and Brandon Miller. He is the best player, and they hit threes around him, and they're really good defensively. I have them winning it. Don't That means karma does not exist. Mm. Karma does not exist. That's why they're good.
0: So in my uh, my, our smack brackets that we did, I in uh, one of mine, I actually took Tennessee to win it all. Why not? I was well, like,
2: I I, I do weird way have, of picking games.
0: That'd be crazy. I, I can't talk about that <laughs> on this show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I did it. So when I do brackets, I usually do about ten brackets every year, and I have just a few brackets that I'll pick the, some weird wins in, and it just Tennessee just happened to stick out. I was like, all right,
4: but so you don't have brackets of integrity. <laughs> no, those are for
0: my work ones. So my work, we they do like a hundred twenty-five dollar gift card to the best bracket, and oh, we, I actually picked, I picked Purdue in one of my brackets to win it all, and I only did that because I feel like they actually have the easiest road to get there. But
4: I don't think that Purdue's going to beat Memphis. I think Memphis beats them.
3: I, I actually got, hope you're right on
4: that.
1: I got Memphis putting Purdue out too. And
4: the but reason can I that is Memphis be know. FAU. Yes, FAU is good. Look, okay, I did a, I did a. I know this is a baseball show, so I'm sorry to do this, but I looked at every single game FAU had played. FAU has 25 wins against Q3 and Q4. If we're going to discount Vanderbilt for having three Q3 and four losses, I'm not going to prop up FAU for having 25 of those wins because they obviously don't matter, and they had they had some non D1 wins in there. Their three losses were against Q2 teams, so they don't have a single win against a tournament team. Not to mention, if you've ever watched FAU this year, they have not played a team as athletic as Memphis is, and they have not played a point guard like Kendrick Davis. That's going to be a really hard matchup for them. The length from Memphis is going to be a problem for FAU. I like yeah. them long, man. Yeah.
0: I, I, to be fair, I did pick Memphis to be FAU in every one of my brackets. I'm, I think I'm Memphis like is going to be a problem
4: for Purdue, too, because they're slow.
0: Sure, so, absolutely. Um, I, got,
1: I got Kansas beating Alabama in the final. Okay, two Kansas. But to, to be uh, full disclosure here, me picking Kansas, I also said today that Yale would beat Vanderbilt tonight. And, well, that game just ended, well, 24 seconds left and Vanderbilt's up nine. Hmm. I, j- I just had a bad feeling about us tonight that we'd go out and lay an egg you know, the disappointment of not getting in the tournament. I understand losing, that. Losing one of our starters last night at 9 p.m. to the transfer portal. It, the metrics just did not feel right today. Yeah.
4: No, I get that, too, because that – I mean, you can be a letdown game. But I'm telling you, and I've said this to you for several weeks, maybe even months now, Stack's just pushing all the right buttons. I mean, he's he found is. a way to get into those kids, and the the, the message is, is falling on – ears that are actually listening now when we you brought it up. And I understood why you did it at the time. They were saying, look, they're, they're laughing in practice. He sent a message to those guys during that two or three-game stretch, yep. and it's tough.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Bama loses to Arizona or Baylor, maybe Maryland. Um, you know, I don't think that's crazy to say that because Maryland's actually a tough team. But I think that uh, Baylor, I, I don't – I just think that if you give me a guy like Brandon Miller when and at the end of it all when the defense tightens down, who can go get me a bucket? Who's better than Brandon Miller at that? Mm -hmm. Not who can bring me a gun at 2 a.m., but, like, who can? (laughs) And
1: and where I went in the finals with Kansas and Alabama, I went with Kansas just because they're a little bit older, a little bit more mature. And I think if Alabama gets there, there's going to be a lot of side noise concerning Brandon Miller, whether, you know, I think it's unwarranted, but we know that it's going to be there. And I yeah. think that I think that can be a distraction and affect affect their gameplay a little bit. That's the only reason I took uh, Kansas to beat Alabama. I, I think Alabama is actually a better team.
4: I found out who the it's Anthony Borges. He's a uh, obviously a fine, upstanding gentleman. He's a Tennessee fan. He said, "I think Tennessee beats Louisiana, but Duke in the second round will be tough." I think that's a that's a fair point because I think that when you look at the Duke thing and everybody just wrote them off, John Shire is he really the guy to take over Coach K? And all they've done is win every single game, win the ACC. I mean, they're playing lights out. I think that Tennessee will give them a lot of problems athletically, but I agree. Mm-hmm. He also said he couldn't stand Purdue because of their fans, and I, that's when I knew he was a Tennessee fan because <laughs> we played them in the Music City Bowl, and uh, they were really they were very confident. And then we got mm-hmm. hosed on a touchdown, and it was a touchdown. I don't care what you Vanderbilt fans say, but. <laughs> I don't like Purdue either. Mm -mm. Watch out for Indiana,
1: man. And as far as Duke goes, Duke has been playing really, really well lately. But they've also drawn a team that – Yeah. Yeah, Oral Roberts is is a problem.
3: Connor Vanover is a problem, which he fits well in Oral Roberts.
1: He really does. He should
4: have stayed with y'all, though. I I mean, I understand – the whole thing behind it. Tennessee has a guy similar to that, yeah. Drew Pember, who was, he couldn't even get on the floor at Tennessee. And mm-hmm. now they said the other day in their tournament that he might be the best score, pure scorer in the country. Guess what we don't have at Tennessee? Pure scoring. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to have that, Rick Barnes. So, hey, Rick, next time you're thinking about winning some tournament games, maybe keep the guy that can put the round ball in the basket.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, at least yeah. you guys have. Relevant basketball teams.
4: <laughs> did y'all, did y'all, y'all did away with your program, right? There, hey, kind of yeah, yeah we just we did,
3: yeah, we just. Will Wade comes with the territory, bro. I'm just going to say it.
4: How are you going to hire Will Wade and then suspend uh, Will Wade immediately? Listen,
2: right?
1: I said you, the
4: same thing.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and not just suspend him. Did you see the list of criteria? Yes. I mean, it's, like, it's...
3: Why
4: do you hire that then?
3: <laughs> that man is being treated like an eight-year-old. I think it's great.
4: <laughs> I, I think it's warranted, but I don't think if I'm Will Wade, I would have even took that job if I if I knew that was coming. I don't need that embarrassment. I could stay over here collecting checks, and I have to deal with that shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was a situation of that's the only place that was going to hire him, and I think he just took it.
4: I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. And look, let's let's not kid ourselves. We just saw it. Uh, he got caught cheating, and he's already back in the game. But. <laughs> If he wins at Manique State, somebody's taking a – they're taking a flyer. He will be back in a major Power Five conference because the guy can coach. All the stuff everybody said about Chris Beard, and we're not even going to get into the allegations. I don't even care about that, but he was like a pariah for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Texas fired the best coach they've had maybe ever. He didn't win anything there yet, though. But anyway, doesn't matter. They did the most Texas. They would
0: have won the national championship
1: this year if he wouldn't go
4: He's one of the best coaches in the country,
1: period. Easily. Ole Miss Easily. will be a
4: problem immediately. Oh, absolutely.
1: And, and, and I hate and that. Spe- Speaking of Ole Miss and Chris Beard, yesterday a former five-star recruit at Texas Tech entered the transfer portal.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: personally, he's on my wish list. That's the kind of body that we need. But I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up at Ole Miss. Look, and I think, though,
4: too, Chris, you know this, uh, you know, Memphis is an hour and 20 minutes from Oxford, Mississippi. No, if you're Andy Kennedy did it, Kermit did it a little bit. Matthew Morell is from Memphis, played at Whitehaven. If you're Chris Beard, you are about to be burning up 55 because Mm. this is a basketball Mecca and you can Mm -hmm. get them an hour from home just far enough to get them away from the whatever you got going on in high school and you can win. We've seen it time after time after time after time. There's so much talent in the city. I know that dude's going to be burning up this highway. He will kill and
1: I, it. And I know the SEC was in Nashville this weekend, but Chris Beard in Nashville all weekend, there was a reason for that. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100
4: I, I really actually hate that, but I think if you're Ole Miss, what we've seen from the SEC the last six – well, several years is character – whether it's perception or reality it's not doesn't really matter. Hugh Freeze get another shot. Lane Kiffin getting the shot at Old Miss. Chris right. Beard will wait. I mean, he'll be back in the SEC at some point I bet. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey man, I got a question for you. Omaha Hogs. Mm. What about our boy Muss, man? I mean, y'all just throwing phones down. Y'all just
2: ripping phones <laughs> out of people's hands, man. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh of course you read the official statement from our <laughs> Hunter you're a check, which is I think is a phenomenal athletic director. He is, um,
4: but that that statement was a yeah. reach.
3: Oh, I I, I he agree. said it was an accident. <laughs> yeah, he it, it, it's handled internally, and that's that's all they're going to say about it. And so I don't know. It, it yeah, it didn't look good, but who who knows? <laughs> um, yeah.
4: If you're Arkansas, what's the so he's been to what now two or three straight elite eights? Two two straight elite eights. There's Mm -hmm. the talent is there. I picked Arkansas to win the SEC when Chris and I did our podcast before the season. The talent is there. There's really no reason why they couldn't get on the run and make another Elite Eight. No, I mean, this guy might get a lifetime deal. Yeah. Well,
3: it's, uh, and you can ask Chris when we first started talking about Nick Smith, him coming back, I said, watch out. He comes back. He's going to be a force to reckon with. And that was before, that was when they were all. Up in the air, is he coming back? Is his dad telling him to stay out? You know, all this kind of crap. And here he is. And that kid is a monster and will be a monster on any with anybody they play.
4: Absolutely. I think when you look at it, if you look at the NBA mock drafts, if you got two guys and you're starting five that are in the top ten, uh mm-hmm. you you got a pretty fine shot. Somebody said Nick Smith is a ball hog when he shoots more than 13 times, we lose. So we actually have – that must be a Tampa Rays fan. He's like really looking at some analytics. But
1: – I hate we, analytics. Shoots <laughs> For good reason.
4: When the ball spins up and goes to the left, my team loses. Hmm. So I think that um give me talent – what is it? I think it was Roy Williams that said this a long time ago. I don't want to know if I'm a good coach. I want to know I got better players than the next guy. Yep. I don't want to find out if I'm a good coach. <laughs> Mr. They got, they got oh, to cho- find out oh. how to win. That's the problem. 100%. But I got to bring this up since John Chops has exposed himself now. Chops said something on Facebook, Omaha. I got to point this out. Hmm. He said that Hagen Smith was the only pitcher y'all had on your right, ro- And this was today. He didn't what? say this like two weeks ago. Whoa, he said it whoa, whoa, today. Whoa,
3: whoa. No, 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 no. He forgets about Will McIntyre. You know, Brady Tiger, when he comes back, I mean, like you said, he's the best closer uh yeah, and we mentioned still mentioned this don't guy's even an Arkansas fan got. too. Huh?
4: This guy's an Arkansas fan. He said this. That's, I was I like, come uh, on Come wood. N- n- Hunter Holland
3: been- showed he's got some stuff. I mean, there, there's there's some there's some freshman pitchers that they get some games under their belt, and I think we really see some good stuff come out of them.
4: Look, I love Chops, known him a long time. Good dude, good dude. Arkansas bleeds it. He was down in Texas when y'all were down there. Um, but he is inherently negative. I love you, chops, <laughs> but you're always thinking negative, baby. Chris yep. has a tendency to do the same thing. I get it, but y'all got some studs on that pitching staff, starters, yep. bullpen, the whole thing. Not to mention, you got a pretty good guy coaching the team. He's all right. Yeah, Dvh. I I, 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 I just have 33
1: okay. years of gut punches to make me think negatively. <laughs> listen, listen, man. If you
4: if you really think about it, hmm. maybe not an LSU fan. But Arkansas, they got a lot of gut punches in their system, man. Oh, come <laughs> on. Tennessee fans, every, we got a shit ton of those too.
3: I was going to say, every single person in this room watched us drop a foul
4: ball to let Oregon <laughs> State take the hey. – And if
1: you catch uh, it, it's over.
4: <laughs> I brought. Hey, I ain't going to lie to you, Omaha. I had to bring that out an Arkansas fan because he uh-huh. jumped in my Twitter space a couple weeks ago and he said, Tony Vitello is a good coach. He's not elite this, that, and the other. He just really dogged Tennessee out and new baseball this, new baseball that. that. I said, hey, man, what makes you an elite coach? He said, winning championships. I said, you're an Arkansas fan, right? Mm. He said, yeah. I said, so Dave Van Horn's not elite? (laughs) Come on, man. Mm. Of course he's elite. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, do you get uber elite? Like, Corbs? Corbs is uber elite. He's got multiple rings. He's uber elite. I don't give a damn what anybody tells me. If you tell me that Chris Lamonis is an elite baseball coach, I'm Uh probably not listening to your baseball opinions anymore. And he has a title. I'm not listening to it. Bianco, Mm -hmm. elite coach. Elite Mm -hmm. coach. I didn't need him to win a title for for me to know that. He's elite. Mm
0: He is elite. Mm -hmm. The best example of a championship doesn't mean anything is Ed Orgeron.
4: That's very true. Because guess what he found (laughs) out? Like Roy Williams. I don't want to know if I'm a good coach. I just want to have better players. (laughs) The (laughs) the gumbo. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, man, I didn't mean to take over, man. I was on there with the the Mississippi State fans. I had some LSU fans on there. Always love talking college baseball. Mm -hmm. And I think we're about to find out – Cody said it best. We're about to find out a little bit of separation. And by the time this month turns over, we'll be three series in for each team. And LSU, we're going to find out a lot about them because they're Mm A&M, Arkansas – Tennessee, you know, Mm Tennessee kind of get the first couple series. I mean, you know, they got Missouri, A&M, LSU. I think those are winnable. Two of the three are winnable. Mm -hmm. You're going to Baton Rouge, which I will be there in person in Baton Rouge, rooting on my Tennessee Vols. Chase Dolander versus Paul Skeens. That's what I live for. That's That's, must-see appointment television.
0: mm -hmm. That's going to be good right
4: there. I'm also making my way over to Fayetteville. I've never been to a game in Baumwalker. I have. It is a magical place. Magical. I gotta do it. I've been to a few, you know. Lindsey Nelson for all its charm. Very small place. It's not Alex Box. It's not Duty Noble. It's not Bomb Walker. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're gonna find out. I'm gonna go down to Alex Box and we're gonna see if we can't row up some, you know, pagan Creole. See if we can't go down there and steal some <laughs> things. I mean, we came in there during football season. You know, took over your trap, Cody. It might be what
3: I don't, happens again. I was again. talking
4: about. I don't remember that game.
3: <laughs> I remember that game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a Hendon Hooker day, boy. What I do see is a bunch of Tennessee fans on Twitter flashing them LSU tickets. Man, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot
4: of us. There's a big group of us going to Diamond Vols. There's a lot of Tennessee fans that are gonna be in Baton Rouge because we big, jumped big on there got and got tickets from, <laughs> from yeah, we got we got on there and got tickets from LSU. Y'all just sold them all to us, baby. Look, LSU said, "Hey, we just want money, baby. Bring it in." Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: They already. I mean, it's going to be standing room only in that place.
4: Oh, for sure, for sure. I can't wait, man. It's going to be awesome. So, by the time that we roll back around, by the time we get to April Fool's Day, that's Separation Day, right there. Yeah, in in my opinion, we'll be three series in. We'll know a lot.
3: Hundred percent. Absolutely. I think. I think each one of us, each one of our teams, are going to have a really, really good season. I really do. I
4: agree. I agree. Well, boys, it's been a pleasure. Omaha's. I don't know if I've had the chance to meet you yet. I appreciate you cutting it up with me, but I got to bounce.
1: We will catch you on the flip side.
4: Go, Big Orange. Yep. Seeing you, man. <laughs> well, on
3: that so, note.
1: <laughs> so, for everybody watching, that was Randy Jowers. He is uh, the co host of the In Off the Bench podcast with uh, Jim Cross. Uh, and once again, I'll say it again this week. We don't mind throwing throwing out uh, name drops for other podcasts. Uh, we're all in this to do one thing, and that's to grow the game of college baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we've got something unique to offer from the fans for the fans. And I'm going to throw it back to you, Cody.
0: Absolutely. And to piggyback off that, In Off the Bench is my favorite podcast to listen to. I listen to it every week. I love it. And... I won't stop listening to it, even if I give Randy hell. I actually like the guy, but, you know, don't tell him I said that. But, yeah, uh, I love the show. So, yeah, we will always name drop them here because they're good guys. And Yep. So, um, ah, Charlie Taylor will be on and off the bench tomorrow night. Boom.
2: <laughs>
0: well, it was that? Nice. Uh, so, let's see. Oh shit! He heard me. I mean, darn! He heard me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, with that being said, it's been a great episode. Um, it's been about double the time what our normal episode is, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So, thank you all that participated tonight, listening all the loved all the comments tonight. That's awesome. Um, yep. Sorry, sorry that we talked a little bit about basketball for extended time, but at the end of the day, it's March Madness. So, March
3: Madness. Yep. Deal
0: with it. Everybody has to watch basketball right now, so that's it is what it is.
1: You want to um, remind everybody where they can find us?
0: Man, you can find us everywhere. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. We are College Baseball Smack. We are the Golden Room Show. We are – how do you find us on YouTube, is it?
1: We are under College Baseball Smack on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can also look up Variety Sports Network Collegiate on YouTube. Our shows will be on there. Uh, Variety Sports Network gives us the platform to do all this on. They also upload our episodes on Spotify and I forget the name of the other. Apple
0: one. Play and Apple
1: Play, all the, all the things where you get uh, podcasts if you if listening is your thing rather than watching. Uh, we have a Twitter page called uh, College Smack. and where this all started the Facebook group, College Baseball Smack.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, that being said, we're going to send you guys out of here. So we hope you all have a great night, and we will see you next Tuesday. Go Tigers.